time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got Big Larry in the co-pilot seat today. What's going on, bro? Hey, it's a good day. It is I'm a good here. day, I'm man. Drink a little bourbon and smoking a cigar with That's you. A great day. Oh, yeah. But also, beyond that, here in Texas, we've been going through a lot of either really cold or wet yeah. weather. And today, man, it's like heaven out there. This has been a great day. We had a chance to sit outside on the patio for a little bit, smoke a cigar, drink a bourbon. Yeah. And just kind of. Be at one with the with nature and uh, in the sun, dude, and just enjoying it. Like it we should good. do that more. Yeah, we need to definitely need to because it's easy to come in here in the studio, <laughs> <laughs> close the door to the cave, and like not see the daylight ever. Yeah, yeah. it's easy. Yes, it is. It and is. It's quite easy. It's like, but and you, the more we drink, the less I think about. Sun. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so started by doing this earlier today. We have daylight. When, you know, it's yeah, it's still daylight yeah, outside yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. You know, we get daylight when we start. And oh, how yeah, do you like doing it on day. a Sunday instead of a Saturday? Well, you know, um, you tell me. I'm asking. Saturdays work better for me. The, yeah, yeah, okay. they do. Okay. Uh, but I if no if, 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 we, if we can be on time, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. Does he know me? Yeah. Hey, you got to keep in mind. You know, sun, Sunday is supposed to be bike day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could come over here and do a show. No. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. That would not be would not be prudent, would not be follow safe. Follow you in a car, <laughs> run you over, whatever. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that would mean you couldn't drink. That's right. <laughs> I mean, what fun no. would that be? No sense in being here. Right. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, you guys probably know we're going to Vegas. Vegas. When you, Viva Las Vegas. When you guys hear this show, we are leaving to go to Vegas <laughs> because we're leaving Tuesday at yeah. five-ish. Yes, five. From Lubbock. Yes. Is it five? Yeah. I thought it was like five. 5.50. No, it's five. We get into Vegas at 5.55. Well, then I their should local not, time. I should not fuck around. That's right. <laughs> I should be there. Yeah. Or you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, how was it? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, dude, you weren't there, but it was badass. Yes. <laughs> it was better. It was safe because you weren't there. <laughs> I f- resemble that. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. TPE this week, guys. We've got a crew from Cigar Talk going. We got myself. We got Big Larry. We got Hatch, which is Vagina. Vagina. Then we got uh, Rover, uh, Tim. Okay. And then we got Alfred. Yes. So, and then, you know, we get to meet in person finally, like Case Elegance in all of its essence. We oh. get to meet Michael Slate. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward oh, to that. hundred percent. So I can thank them for the wonderful products that they produce. A hundred percent. Like, dude, so I got to tell everybody this, as long as we're talking about Case Elegance, you know, I think they're the best humidors on the market. Agreed. And- you you sh- you tell me a better humidor, and I'd love to have that discussion. You know what I mean? Because I don't know of any that's even close. Neither do but I. But what I was going to say, though, is, you know, we had a snap of very cold weather come through mm-hmm. for, what, four or five days? At least. At least. And on one of those occasions, I went out of town and left the door to the studio wide open, so it was cold as shit in here. <laughs> And here's what I'm going to tell you. 
is your humidors are in charge of the humidity, mm-hmm. but if you don't control the temperature, it doesn't have a fighting chance. Yeah. So when I came back, and I mean, it had been what in the low 30s, maybe yeah. 20s or high 20s. When I came back, my humidor was like 56% humidity. And I was like, what the hell? And it was like, oh, yeah. You know, I talked to Michael one time, and he's like, dude, we don't have control of the temperature. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a steady temperature of like, you know, 68 to 75, whatever you enjoy. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do that, like cold air sucks the humidity out of everything. So if it gets cold inside your humidor, and here's what I don't understand. Maybe we are to bring in a scientist for this. Where does that humidity go? You know what I mean? If it gets sucked out, where? I mean, Jack Frost storing that shit up somewhere? <laughs> you know what I mean? He probably is. That's a good question. We will talk to a climatologist there and get we go. that answer. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds like a made-up Naeem title. Oh, it is Naeem. not. <laughs> Google it. Google right. it. Uh, what was it called? Climatologist. Climatologist. I think you were talking about like a gyno, <laughs> and then you thought of weatherman. Rob. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, I'm curious though. Like I don't know how that works. And I mean, when we understand how things works, it makes it easier to do what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. I think I, th- I think uh, the humidity just kind of disappears. I would assume because humidity is moisture, so it's just evaporated into the air. Okay. Well, that's where it went then. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you're not a climate. What's your point? <laughs> so I'm I know, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> I'm going to have another bourbon on that one. Of course. All right, folks. So let me tell you, we've got a great guest for you this show. Oh. This show. I forgot where I was going. Oh, we got a great uh, guest, uh, The this this show today. And uh, it's Tom. Can't remember his last name. Shavers, isn't it? Oh, good job. That's why we got you. I'm here for you. That's I'm why, here for you. That's why you hang out with us. <laughs> that's, that's right. Got to keep you grounded. That's tough. Keep you straight. Man, that's tough. <laughs> But uh, anyway, Tom Shavers is a rep for Placencia. I hope I got that last name right. Oh, you did. You okay. did. As soon as you said it, I was yeah. like, that was oh, his that was name. But uh, we've got a great interview with him. Dude's been around a minute, yeah. and he knows his shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I enjoyed him hanging out with us the other night. Yeah, that was a good time. That was fun. Yeah. So also, uh, case you've been asleep for the last few days, uh, Kansas City beat Baltimore today. That was kind of a like I I really thought Baltimore had a chance, but they didn't. <laughs> you know why? It's because Taylor Swift's up in that booth. <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> what do you think about her going to the games? You know, well, first off, I'll say again, I'm really not a sports fan, so. That's fine. But the, the other the other piece of it, though, is that. So what difference does it make? You know, she can go, anybody wants to go to a football game, go to a football game. If you she's if a you she's a celebrity. A yeah, that's right. She's a celebrity. So, you know, folks want to make a big deal about it. And they whatever happens at the games happens at the games because she is a celebrity. Then whoever is broadcasting the games have they have a tendency to put the cameras on her a lot. Well, I think I think so. For me, I don't give a fuck yeah. if she goes. Her boyfriend's playing football. Right. You should be there, mm-hmm. okay? But you know the NFL is using 
every opportunity to put her face on TV. Oh, yeah. Because they want to, like, strengthen the viewership. Viewership. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's, it's, she's, she's generating revenue for the NFL. So let me ask you this. This is a sidebar. But, like, let's just say Super Bowl. How much do you think it costs to buy every single ticket if you were, like, ultra rich? Like, let's say you're Bezos. Could you buy every freaking ticket? <clears throat> you probably could if I was Bezos, but it would affect my bottom line because those tickets are expensive. If I was Bezos, I would buy every seat and then no one would be able to go except for me. <laughs> and I'm sitting there holding a Amazon Prime. <laughs> I mean, every time they go to pan the crowd, they're just, just going to see you. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because they don't, they, yeah, because they don't want to show the empty seats. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. So <laughs> every time you're like, hey, here I am. I wonder what that would cost. A lot. You think that'd cost more than, I mean, I would think 500 million would cover it. Hopefully. And I think that'd be a drop in the bucket for that dude. Does that take care of the sky boxes too? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Yeah. If any of you know how much each ticket in the entire stadium costs, feel free to give us a detailed list. We'd love to hear about it. <laughs> Row HG7. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, yeah, we got a great show. We got Tom Shavers. Shavers. I was going to say Saver, but no, Shavers. And then uh, we're going to do our pick six. And we're going to talk about some of the different things we've had go on this week. We're, we're pretty interesting yeah. and then we've got a special surprise for you right after the break we're going to do a giveaway this week all right so you're if, if you're the winner cigar talk is going to give you some shit but we're not going to tell you what it is until after the break even the giveaway is a surprise to me didn't know about that that's <laughs> I like what I, that's what i like about this show Every day, I'd never know. Every week, I never know what's going to happen. There's always going to be, there's always a surprise. Uh, you know what's store. funny is a couple of weeks ago, I told you, hey, before the show this week, you need to be looking at blah, blah, blah. And you were like, dude, I appreciate it when you let me know early what the show's going to be about. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Instead of showing up and being like, here we go. <laughs> strap on. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I don't like it when you say strap on. I prefer strap in. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Makes me feel a little uncomfortable. But anyway, uh, so what are we going to do in Vegas other than TPE? Because TPE, I'm going to tell you right now, is going to drain most of the day. <laughs> like, it, I was shocked at how much work it was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just when you're interviewing one person after the next, it was a lot of work. Yeah. We're going to do it a little bit different this year. Okay. We're going to go around and do some live interviews okay. on Instagram. We're going to do some live or interviews on uh, Facebook, and we're going to do some just on the Discord. Okay. So at the end of the day, we're going to make a, com what do you call it? A composite? No. Composite? No. W when you put them all together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that thing. I figured uh, you'd be able to compilation. I don't think that's right. Compilation, combine. <laughs> that, well, we are going to combine <laughs> yeah. them. We are going to combine them. So right. I'll let you slide okay. on that All one. Right. I well, can't come up with it. Well, okay. Yeah, obviously. Uh, it's English. It's, it's a word in English. We're going to. It's a challenge for Rob. We're going to do a slideshow, <laughs> a PowerPoint. Yeah, I have a PowerPoint ready for you guys at the end of the week. <laughs> No, but we do expect to get some great interviews. I know I talked to Michael Herklotz, 
He's going to be there. Good deal. And he already knows I'm coming for him. And then we've got uh, Lauren from McAuliffe. Oh, Lauren's going to be there. Yeah, Lauren's going to be there. Mickey Pegg. All right. He'll be there for All Saints, which tell everybody what you're smoking. I'm smoking. I'm smoking the All Saints, St. Francis. I mean, I've been enjoying the shit out of those. This is a great cigar. This is a great cigar. And, And here's the thing. Uh, I, I was smoking one of those last night, and I was like, so everybody knows I'm smoking the uh, Cro-Magnum, Aquat- not Aquatane, just the Cro-Magnum from, uh, you know, that cigar company. What's their name? Oh, yeah, Roma yeah, Craft. yeah, that, Roma Craft. Yes. Roma Craft. Yeah, and, uh, pants. Like, dude, this used to be one of my dailies. Mm-hmm. Maybe not dailies, but at least like every two or three days I was smoking one of these. It was regular. And I still really like mm-hmm. it, but you know, it's pretty stout. Mm-hmm. And when I say stout, I mean like you grab a horn or two of a bull yeah. and you're going to figure out how strong it is. You <laughs> know what I mean? And if you don't have any jerkins handy, <laughs> <laughs> might get a little chaffed. <laughs> you might get a little chaffed. <laughs> you ever been chaffed? I have not, not lately. <laughs> no, but ever. Uh, yeah, from being out in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you Let's something. not go down this road. <laughs> Too late. Jerkins is on the horizon. So, no, man. And a 50 gallon drum. Back in like 1979, my mom and dad partnered up with like three or four other mom and dads, and we all decided it'd be awesome. We were living in Lubbock. Let's all take the kids to Six Flags. All right. You know, we're poor white trash. We all go to Dallas and stay at the KOA camp. Hey. <laughs> you ever been to one of those? I have not. <laughs> I've been by one. I don't know if they let black people in. <laughs> oh. I think you have to be white trash. <laughs> I've, I've, I've driven past one. And you're like, and every time I see the sign, I speed up. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, talk, and this is July. Let me ask you a question yeah. before you go further with yeah, this story. Yeah, yeah. You went to KOA campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Did y'all have a camper? No. <laughs> no, we did not. We had a tent. Well, well. All that, of the still families camping. had a tent. <laughs> and do you know how humid it is in Dallas in July? <laughs> I mean, you know, at night it gets down to like 89 <laughs> with 80% humidity. And then during the day, it's like 114 with 80% humidity. <laughs> So at, in 1979, I was 10. Mm-hmm. So me and like three other friends, both of the other guys are one year older than me. And like me and one of them have, are like really close friends. And then the other one, I know who he is, but he's kind of like that preppy smart ass that, you know, he's borderline white trash. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was, he was the higher echelon. <laughs> they don't live in a mobile home. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what happened was we get up there and because my f- close friend is a year older and he really, really likes the almost not white trash guy. Okay. I get kind of treated shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you can hang out with us, but you're not one of us. Right. And I'm like, bullshit, I seen the trailer you live in. <laughs> it wasn't a double wide. It was a single <laughs> with only one bathroom. <laughs> we had two. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was uptown. But uh, anyway, walking all day, at the end of the day, we were chaffed, me and the other two dudes. 
and our mothers poured cornstarch mm-hmm. all over our dicks. Yeah. Well, our legs. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But it was like... Yeah. To absorb the moisture. Pull your hand back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I'm embarrassed. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you ever you never had the cornstarch thing? No. Never. Never. You never got chaff like that? No, I did not. Okay. Well, you had better parents. <laughs> <laughs> and you're one of them was from Jamaica. That's right. They're yeah. like, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> you see that white boy? <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that, man. <laughs> don't do that, man. <laughs> Don't I've try, never don't, heard Rob, you don't, say. Don't try that accent. Don't try that accent. Do that accent. I've never heard you do it because I was wondering. Did you ever have that accent growing up at all? Back no. in the old days? No, no, I didn't. I mean, you were around your dad. Yeah, I know, but he. You know, I never felt like my dad had an accent. So and he, I've he, listened to he, people. I've listened to people. I, what are you looking for? Torch. Yeah. I've. You know. I've. I obviously I know people from the West Indies that. I felt have had really, really strong accents. I never felt like my dad did, though. And uh, and I, I never picked it up. But it was interesting because sometimes friends of mine would ask me where my father was from. Really? Yeah. But I never detected an accent. You were like Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised. Yeah. No, but uh, I just figured. But at the same time, I, I kind of understand that because I would imagine that when he decided to immigrate, and become an American, he probably tried to limit his dialect that sounded Jamaican. Do you think that could be possible? Yeah, maybe. I I, I don't know. But I mean, if you grew up in Jamaica, you had a Jamaican accent. That's just yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah, most. Yeah, I would imagine ninety nine point nine point seven people did. Um, so, but let me tell you, when I moved to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I tried to slack off on that whole Texas Southern accent. And I mean, of course, I couldn't get rid of it because it's still there. But I was actually conscious. And I'm wondering, did your dad do that? Quite possibly he did. Also, what I would say is, you know, my dad came to the States like sometime in the 1940s. How old was he? He was in his 20s. I, I would say okay. he was probably in his 20s. So he wasn't like four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He came over. He was an adult when he came to the States. Uh, my dad was born in 1921. And so even if he came in 1941, he would have been 20 years old. But he came sometime in the 1940s. I imagine mid to late 1940s when he came Dude, to the States. Think about that during the World War II. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, uh, of course, I was born in 1959. So he had been in the States for a long time by then. Yeah. And I think you. How old was he? Like 40. What, when, when I was born, born, he was, I think it was, he would have been 38, about okay, 38. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't mm-hmm. shooting blanks. Nope. Nope. But I'm the youngest. Wow. Yeah. I'm the youngest. Well, okay. I flipped it around. I was like, you're the oldest? <laughs> <laughs> he was doing really good. So, so. Do you I mean, did you have a lot of good one on one conversations with your dad about his past? His history? I really did not. He never talked much about his youth. <clears throat> I, he never, especially he, when, we, when we were when we were growing up, he really never talked about it at all. Did he uh, drink? A little bit. But you know. not much. No. What no, did he drink? He, a big drink. Um, he was, I think he, if, if what I recall was mostly rum. Okay. That's what I was going to guess. Yeah. Jamaican yeah. rum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some great Jamaican. You know, I gave you all some Jamaican rum one time and you thought it was horrible because it was really strong. Oh. It was J. Ray. 
it now it's called J Ray, I think J Ray and Company. But <clears throat> when uh, what I remember from when I was growing up, it was J Ray and Nephew, and they had uh, Jamaican white rum, so it was clear, and all it said on the bottle was overproof. What does that mean? It was really strong. <laughs> <laughs> How strong is it? It's, it's over overproof. <laughs> yeah, I'd never heard of that. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you. About- but you've had it. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. don't it sounds like I don't want it. <laughs> trying to block that off. Trying to block that memory. I might out. have blacked out what memory. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, no, what I was going to say though is, like, dude, you grew up. Like, were you a fan of Bob Marley? I I am. I am a fan of Bob Marley. Yeah, I definitely am a fan of Bob Marley. And so, like, are you a fan of his music? Yes. Fan, I mean, are you a fan of his person? Yes. Okay, so both. All of the above, yes. Okay. You know, my little brother, Russ, is a huge fan of him, and I don't know- I did not know that. Oh, you didn't? No, oh, I didn't know that. He has a, like, six-foot-tall poster, three-foot-wide on oh, his wall of deal. a painting of Bob Marley. Oh, good deal. That's a conversation I'll have to have with Russ. Yeah, I mean, it's a canvas with, okay. like, paint, not oh, a picture. Right. But, uh, yeah, he's huge on that dude. And, I mean, I don't, I mean, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Bob Marley, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about him, but right. there's a movie coming out next month. Yeah, I'm looking for it. It comes I, out on February 14th. I'm very excited to check that out. It's called Bob Marley, That's One on Love. That's Wednesday. Okay. We should go see that because, you know what, I'm sure my wife doesn't give a shit. You know, it's Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, but my wife already asked me if it was cool if she went to Valentine's Day dinner thing at some church. Okay. I was like, yeah, knock yourself out. All right. We should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's look. Let, let's look at You know, Hatch ain't going to have a date. Let's see if she wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hatch, hope you're not listening to so, this. So, you know what I was thinking just about the other day is like, you know, we love hanging out with Hatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. She's a unique individual. Hatch is a lot of fun. And I was thinking, you know what's funny, though, is if she, like, gets serious with a dude, we may not be able to hang out with her anymore. Well, he's going to have to get approval from us. Whoever it is, he's going to have to get approval. He'll have to pass muster. Mm. Okay. Have to be, and he's going to have to be somebody pretty special to pass muster with us. Yeah, I'm going to say you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, Hatch, you're on your own when you're looking for a dude, all right? I mean, you know what? I'm not one of those people that recommend shit to people looking because, I mean, if it's a bad idea, it ain't my fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's funny. I guess you ended up chopped up into pieces and buried in the backyard. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's 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 funny. I guess because I've I've been walking this earth a lot, a little while longer than you have, and and a lot of my friends. So, I like I like less than ten years. Yeah, people come to me periodically for relationship advice. Wow, and my response to them is always the same. Do you know how long I've been single? <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? I mean, Pass that bourbon over I'm, here, I'm I'm the same way. Except the opposite. Yes. Like people might ask me, but they don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, man, if somebody did ask me, I got some damn good advice for them. Because, you know, I've been married for 28 years. I've been married. I mean, I've been with my wife for over 29 years now, which she's, is amazing. She's such a good woman. I mean, it's she is. She's an absolute saint. She I, really is. I, 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 I text my you've wife. You've done better than you deserve. Oh. You know that, right? 
Yeah. I've done better than most men deserve, yeah. period. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The other day she said, I'm so thankful to have you. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I am thankful for you. Oh, darling, if you only knew. <laughs> it's like, And she goes, no, really, uh, blah, blah. And I said, no, <laughs> really. I am the one that's thankful, honey. I appreciate you saying that and <laughs> lift my spirits a little bit, but... We all know. <laughs> I was like, I know everybody that knows me knows. <laughs> Even people that have heard of you know. Well, I don't know, Rob, but I've heard some things. And his wife, oh, she's a saint. He's so lucky to have her. Yeah. And, you know, that's my hope. You know, when it, when it comes down time to the end you meet Peter at the pearly gates. He's like, I'm looking down here. I don't see your name anywhere. And I'm like, you know, Bethany Jones. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you see, she's got like plus six. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> if you could just open the door, I get my foot in there for a minute. <laughs> you know what I my mean? My foot's in there. You can't close it now. My foot's in there. I'm sliding. I'm going to speak with your supervisor, Peter. <laughs> I'd like to see the manager. <laughs> yeah. So, Anyway, yeah, I, I did good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You know what? Let me you, did, you did way more than good. You did exceptional, and I'm proud of you. Dude, and you I'm concerned for her, but I'm proud you of you. You don't even know, dude. Like, you know how good my wife is. Yes, I do. She's fed me before. My mother-in-law. Yeah. Like, it is extended. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't have asked for better. Yeah. I didn't know what better was. Yeah, that's great. I thought better was Pamela Anderson. But after you seen Tommy, I was like, oh, I don't no, know no, that. no, that's not better. <laughs> so for you youngins, don't worry about that. Don't Google it. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, Vegas. Let's talk about what we're going to do in Vegas this week. Viva Las Vegas. What do you, you want to do in you've Vegas? You've never been to Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. I've never had any real burning desire to go to Vegas. Uh, you know, I'm not a gambler. Um I'm not a big I would fan like of crowds. To try to gamble a little bit. Do you have any expectations like when we get there? That we'll arrive safely. <laughs> and we won't get arrested when we get off the plane. Because I'm that the, I'm that the whole side of the airplane didn't fly <laughs> off en route. That's an expectation that's fair these days. So <laughs> you know, we're flying southwest. So we'll be on the seven thirty seven. Is that the same type of plane? Well, it was a seven, but that was a Max Nine, and I don't think Southwest is flying Max Nine. How I, old I think, was that plane? I don't think it was not that. I don't think it was all that old. I think, and I think, but it was made in China. Yeah, and I, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Don't say a word. China. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. All right, let's not do that. No, um, I think the Max Nines were actually fairly new, which was. One of the biggest concerns, if you remember, a few years ago. Well, let's be happy we're not on one of those. Yeah. If you know, if you remember, a few years ago, there was a problem with the there was some kind of with I think one of the control systems with the uh, Max Sevens, I think, and Max you know Eights. What? The I know. Southwest flew those. You know what plane I know? Seven forty-seven. Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's the only plane I know, right. other than a C one thirty. Okay, and I'd just as soon fly on one of those because I know they're old, but they've been around a long time. So all the all the C one thirties are not old. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they, I think that I believe the Air Force is still buying C one thirties. The airframe has been around for a long time. So the but design. they've had they yeah, they had various different models. So what they're flying now. I thought they quit uh, made think, those like no, fifty years no, ago. No, no, no. They were making them fifty years ago. <laughs> they've continued. Um the last one that I'm aware of was called the J model. The propellers look different. And there was some 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 different point about the about the whole control system because they did away with the navigators. There was no longer need for navigators on the J models. <laughs> hey, you probably got, have it. <laughs> <laughs> I got your lighter tucked down next to my nutsack. All right, I got hand sanitizer, so I'll take care of that real quick. But no, but did we uh, already do a prop for uh, Jerkins. Yeah. Okay, we did. Hey, while we're at TPE, if you run into us, we're going to be passing out Jerkins Studio, I mean, Jerkins uh, stickers. We got Cigar Talk stickers, and Jerkins was nice enough to send us a few, and so we're going to be handing those out. So if you run into us, ask about the Jerkins. They're going to be collector's items. They, folks. Hey, you know what? There's right now. You're not going to miss the opportunity to get one of those. They only sent us 50. <laughs> so, I mean, they're pretty freaking rare. Okay. Anyway, uh, no, when we get to Vegas, though, like, we all are flying on the same plane. Yes, we are. Which that could be fun. <laughs> I hope I'm sitting right behind you and Hatch. You will not. You will not. <laughs> Can you feel this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna slip i'm gonna slip the, i'm gonna slip the pilots some a couple of dollars in the flight attendants i'm gonna slip them all some money put him in the back of the plane i don't want him anywhere close to me dude when Gr- i get on- put him in group like d38 let me tell you something <laughs> whenever i get on any plane and the pilot is standing there because you know it's not always mm-hmm. usually it's the flight, the flight attendants right but sometimes the pilot's right there but when i see him i always say yo man are you a member of the mile high club and he's like oh yeah whatever and i'm like if you're not you want to be <laughs> don't get us kicked off the plane, bro. okay so so nobody can know that we're that we're all part we're of the all hey, and we got sam flying oh no he's not flying with us. no he's not he couldn't no, get a not. flight he's with gonna us. he's gonna he'll get in about an hour after he's johnny do. come lately yes that's right that's okay right. well so we get off the plane mm-hmm. uh, we get an uber yep we're going straight to a liquor store mm-hmm. you know what i mean because they don't have bars in your room or at least not the cheap rooms yeah. we got <laughs> <laughs> like have, have, did you upgrade your room i did not they asked me <clears throat> When I talked to them last, they were like, because I told them I don't want a two, uh, two beds, two in the beds. Room. I just want one. Yeah. And the guy was like, hey, you want to upgrade to a new room? And I was like, was well, my regular room suck? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, no. But these are new. And I was like, I'm not going to be in there much. So you're getting just one bed, a king size king, bed? King. Okay. king. Are, are you and Tim sharing a room? No. Uh, you know, me and Tim have always shared rooms, and we've traveled a lot together. Right. And I don't know poor what Tim, happened. Poor Tim. But, uh, Probably because you've traveled a lot I, together. I booked a room, and then I told him, hey, man, we got a room over here at the Strat. And he's like, okay, cool, I'm going to book a room. And I was like, oh, no, man, I got double I got double queen beds. And he's like, yeah, man, I think I would just like to get my own room. Okay. And I was like, for real? Wow. 
Now, you and Tim I went. Think to, it was that last picture. Yeah, when you and saw. <laughs> you and Tim went to TPE together two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why Tim getting. That's a, why Tim is getting his own room. Was it was a, an incident. Was it was a, a picture. It was a picture of my backside <laughs> with no clothing, no sheets, no blankets, Ooh. and I think that did him in. <laughs> You remember that Shady once said, <laughs> I come out of the shower. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I mean, we're all grown men. All right. So Cigar Talk fans, I just want you all to know to this day. So Rob and Tim went to TV two years ago and Tim is still in therapy. Everybody needs to know that. All I know is he said, do you want a spoon? And I said, yes. And he said, well, I'm going to be the big spoon. And I said, well, I'm going to be positioned in reverse. (laughs) And that doesn't mean flipping head to feet. That just means turning around. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're going to keep each other warm. Anyway, uh, so, you know, it feels real good here in the studio right now. We're both smoking cigars. Oh, here we go. Back to Vegas. So we're going to stop at the liquor store. Okay. And then I assume we're going to go check in to the hotel. Okay. And then do you have any things that you want to go do? Um, You want to go pull a slot machine handle and see if you win a million dollars? You know, I'm, oh, a million dollars. I'm not big on gambling. So, you know. I'm not either. Yeah. I'm just, I guess I'm not really a fun person, but. Well, we all know that. Yeah, but when you mention, uh, you know, I guess there's a possibility of winning a big jackpot. I, I'm not. I'm not that. I don't have that kind of luck. I, I might. I'm, I'm. I'll probably play a few slots, but I'm not going to give those people all my money. You know, I, I get my first retirement check next week. Nice. I'm not going to blow it in Vegas. No, 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 no. And you know, like when I gamble, there's only two games in the entire casino that I play, and I have strategy. <laughs> what wasn't your grandpa's game was? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. No, that's a loser's yeah. game. <laughs> it's a surprise at the end, but it's a loser's game. But anyway, yeah, no, <coughs> excuse me. I will play a little roulette, mm-hmm. and the, the way the roulette usually goes is like the way I play. I have a strategy, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, strategies make you go broke, whatever. My strategy on the roulette wheel is I'm going to lose 100 bucks or I'm going to win about 400 bucks. And I have a strategy that either completely works or it doesn't. Right. And if I lose 100 bucks, I lose 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then I walk away and I'm done. Okay. I'm not doing that again. <clears throat> but then my other game is Texas Hold'em. And I'm not playing against the casino. Okay. Who are you playing against? The other people that are just like me sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like whenever you win, when the dealer shoves your money to you, he keeps a couple of chips. Okay. So you're not playing him. He's just getting a tip every hand. And so that's the only two games I play. Like slots, those games, you know why there's so many? (laughs) It's because. That's where they make the most of the money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, three quarters of the casinos are slots. Yeah. That's not by accident. Mm -hmm. So those are the only two games I've played. I know my younger brother, Corey, he loves craps. I have no idea how to play. All I know is when I have, I've like cashed in chips for, I got a hundred bucks worth of chips. And within five minutes, I was like. No, I'm not cashing in again. Yeah. And it's like, I don't get it. And one time me and my cousin Mark went to a casino up in Oklahoma and they didn't have 
Texas Hold'em tables, but they had like this weird version of Texas Hold'em, three card something up your butt. Oklahoma Hold'em. Yeah, something like that. And my cousin's like, hey, let's play this. And I was like, dude, I can tell you that game is 100% for the, the house. Right. And he's like, oh, well, let's just play. Because we didn't have anything else to play. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down. And like every time I was supposed to do something, the guy dealing was like, well, what is it that you're doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how to play this game. <laughs> I'm trying to win. But all I know is within 30 minutes, he had taken 50 bucks. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to take that other 50 back with me. Time to go. And then my cousin stays. And of course, he loses 100 bucks. Right. And I'm like, dude. When you don't understand how a game works, you're going to (laughs) lose. You know what I mean? If me and you are playing a game and you've never played before, you don't know the rules. I'm like, up, you lose. Let me take that money out of your spot. And you don't even know why. That's how it was. So those are the only two games I play. If those games aren't available and with the really with the craps, Mm. it's a. I'm going to lay down a hundred bucks over a period of time. If I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. And it's all statistically laid out. And so statistically you should make money, but in the real world, it's not statistics. So that's the way that works. First time I went to a casino ever was, uh, it was actually back in the nineties. Oh, Uh, and this was dude. This is escort story. No. Oh, sorry. Escort story. Yeah, you know that one. No, I don't. She showed up in a blue dress. You thought she was the devil? (laughs) (laughs) We'll skip that for now. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. I was down in in Mississippi around Biloxi Golf Board with with my friend Eddie Davis. And before I went down, he said to me, he said, man, bring $150. You You don't mind losing. Back then, I didn't have $150. I didn't mind losing. Even today, you're like... I don't want to lose no, 150 bucks. No, I don't. That, that's that's like if I put 150 bucks in my shirt pocket yeah. and then got shit-faced on the beach and showed up in my room in my Speedos. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to that 150 bucks? <laughs> oh, no, but, you know, you're willing to lose it. Yep, that's right, yeah. And you're like, no. Yeah, no, So, but I did, and I think I, I played some slots that night, and there's one here someplace. Yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah. Play hey. some Played some slots that night, and uh, he says slots. <laughs> Lost a little bit of money, and went on about my business. You know, my wife loves slots, really. And here's the funny thing: we went to a casino up in Oklahoma, and my wife's like all ready to go, and I'm like, "Hey, let's go have dinner first. You know what I mean? It's like six thirty. Yeah. So we go into uh, it was like a L. <clears throat> picante or something you know some mexican restaurant el picante and it was in el phoenix maybe okay anyway it was like you know it's a vegas mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. whatever we eat and we sit down on the patio and then she's like all right well let's go gamble and i'm like i'm gonna smoke a cigar first because i asked and they're like yeah you can smoke a cigar at the table so she goes and plays casino slot machine okay and I go find her after my cigar. And she's like, I'm up 200 bucks. I'm like, oh, cash let's out. Go. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, hey, let's go back to the hotel and take a little nap. So we go back to the hotel, take a nap. And then, I mean, this we get back to the hotel. It's like 830. And my wife wakes me up. She's like, hey, it's 830. Let's go. And I'm like, hey, you go on. 
I'm going to rest a little bit more. Because, you know, when I go sit down at the poker table, I like to be rested. Right. And alert. Alert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Feeling good. Ready for action. And so. Ready to lose. Anyway, my wife goes off and I don't wake up till three in the morning. <laughs> And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm ready to go play now. And so once again, I say it's a miracle that the woman is still married to you. So, dude, I go into the casino. I'm looking for my wife, and she is sitting at some slot machine. She's up $680. And I'm like, good for you, babe. Let's go now. And I was like, you should go back to the room and go to bed. I'm up. I'm going to go play poker. So I sit down at the poker table. I buy it for 200 bucks. And like an hour goes by, and I go ahead and add in another hundred bucks. So I'm back at 200. And then, like every so often, I'm going outside to smoke a little bit of cigar, you know, just like a 10, 15 minute smoke. Right. And when I go, this dude's getting up to go with me. He's like, I smoke too, so I'll go, you know? And he's like, dude, you look so familiar. Did he say it like that? I smoke too, so I go. Yeah. I thought he was Mexican cartel. <laughs> he wasn't. But uh, anyway, we go outside, we're smoking, and he's like, dude, you look so familiar. Do you live around here? And I was like, no, I'm from Abilene. And he says, okay, dude. That's how he said it. Yeah. Okay, dude. And uh, he was like, did you eat at the El Phoenix? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I was your waiter. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, dude. So we kind of chumming it up. Yeah. And I go back in. He comes in. And then, like, over the next 30 minutes, he takes, like, 60 bucks off of me. You got jacked. And then over the next three hours, mm-hmm. I took 600 and fifty dollars off of him sweet so then we go out to smoke and he's like man i don't know i'm gonna pay my rent wow and i said dude if you think that i'm one of those dudes gonna feel sorry for you (laughs) because you have a gambling problem eh, wrong not gonna happen i was like if you think i'm gonna give you your money back i mean when you were up 60 bucks on me you didn't hear me going oh i don't know i'm gonna have gas money to go home (laughs) yeah wow you know what i mean if you don't have money to gamble don't gamble (laughs) don't gamble simple yeah yeah and if you don't have money to gamble and you do gamble you better win tough shit (laughs) i'm not gonna feel sorry for you i feel like that number on the back of the tokens is for you you got a gambling problem (laughs) Your house is owned by the mafia. <laughs> Call 1-800-1-800. Help me stop. <laughs> is that enough letter? I think that's too many. Uh, yeah, but it, it stops after you put them in. It just, they're, they're called dead numbers at the end. S-T-O. I read some stuff at, at, about the phone like company. they put too many they, they have Yeah, but they have dead numbers. After you dial in however many, what, 10 numbers, it just stops. It stops. It stops receiving. Yeah, and I didn't know that until I had like done used one of those numbers. But back in the day, I thought when you used extra numbers, you were like reaching out to other planets. So that was a one nine hundred number you were calling, there wasn't it? Yeah, you remember one? Do you remember one nine hundred numbers? Of course I do. <laughs> you know how much money I spent on them? Motherfuckers? <laughs> hey, where else can you have an escort tell your future? <laughs> it's like. 
we could have sex or I could tell you your future. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, holy shit. And like, give me the number two. <laughs> and she's like, I took all your money and you're not getting fucked. <laughs> hey, guys, we are going to take a quick break. We got the big shavers. I'm shavers. Coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, thanks for hanging through the break. We have a special guest with us today. We have Tom from Placencia. Shaver? Shavers. Shavers. All right. That's like a team of people that are like shaving a dog. That's right. Cool, cool. Hey man, thanks for coming to the studio, hanging out with us. Uh, it's a privilege to have you here, man. Appreciate the invite. It's like, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. Like, dude, like I know a lot of reps. Okay, I know a lot of reps, and you are top notch. Like, you know your shit. I definitely appreciate that. And what I really appreciate what you do is not only do you know your shit cigar wise, you're a people person. <laughs> like, I think that should be number one requirement for a cigar rep. You know what I mean? I if agree. you're not a good cigar person or people person, you should not be a rep. It's all about to get to gab. A hundred percent. I mean, and the thing about your gift of gab, it's not phony. It's legit. You're a genuine person. And so when you go around, you're going around building relationships because you enjoy that. Right. If you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't do it because there's a lot of reps out there that just swing by and be like, hey, here's four cigars. Exactly. Tell me what you want to order. Yeah, they're order takers. And that's not what I am. And it's like, dude. How shitty would it be to be that type of a rep? I mean, if that's how you are, more power to you. But for me, I could not function. Right. No, I, when I go into a shop, I never ask for an order. That's, yeah. I just won't do that. It's like, we make great cigars, and I'm here to build a relationship with you. I've built a relationship, and you trust me because I'm legit. Right. And so, I mean, how hard is that? <laughs> Doesn't it make it easy? It's easy, and it's hard at the same time. Just because you have to get that, you have to break the ice. And once you can get through the ice, that and then the rest of it's cake. But getting, like, there's certain clients out there, there's certain shop owners that you really have to work to get them to open up. And they're they're used to somebody coming in there and trying to sell them something and give them the sales pitch. And, and, and a lot of them just expect it. Yes. And at the end, they'll be like, all right, well, we'll, we'll look at our budget for a second. And then they're like, all right, well, I'll take this and this. Right. With you, you show up and be like, hey, we make badass cigars. You already know that. Right. I don't have to sell the product. And I don't even say that, really. I really just No, I know that. you don't say that because no one actually says that. But that's <laughs> you're like, I know we make good cigars. You don't work for, I mean, dude, could you imagine being a rep for a shitty cigar company? It's not easy. Have you done it? Uh, no, but I have a friend who does, and wow. he's got his work cut Who's out. Who's he work for? I'm just messing with, I'm messing with you, bro. I'm not, I, I would never have you throw somebody under the yeah. bus. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine. So, uh, you know, we here at Cigar Talk, we have five sponsors. Mm -hmm. And all of our sponsors, like, in order to be a sponsor for us, like, people that call me up and be like, hey, man, we'd like to sponsor your show. I'm like, eh. The way it works is I love your product and I love the people who run the company. Right. And if that combination exists, you don't have to come to me. I come to you and be like, hey, man, I really like your cigars. We don't want to like our sales pitch is like, I like them. 
Right. You know what I mean? I don't have to sell because in the very, very beginnings of Cigar Talk, we actually had a cigar company that reached out and was like, hey, we want to sponsor you. And I'd never heard of their cigars, but I was so desperate for a sponsor. I was like, them in. hell yeah, man. And so you know what our payment was? Eight boxes of shitty cigars. <laughs> that was rough. It makes it tough. But you know what was great about that? is I learned at that moment that I would never do that again. And so from that day forward, I've never let someone call us. We come across a product that we love and go, hey, man, I'd like to talk to you. Because if I love your product, I can tell stories about it. I don't have to sell it. That's true. You know what I mean? It's like everybody knows what cigars I smoke because I'm loyal if your cigars are good and I like your people. Right. And so I think that is so important. And the way you do your sales tactics, say, is just like that. Yeah. You're not trying to push a product. You are letting people know that here's my product. It's amazing. And by the way, I give a shit about your business and let me help you improve your business. Exactly. It's not only just improving the business. I want to improve their customers as well. And it, I want them to enjoy what they And smoke. you make a great line. Well, you don't personally, <laughs> but you guys make a great line that is a good line to educate cons- consumers. Right. Because you have the down here, like, where a newbie can enjoy a cigar. Exactly. And then you have the upper echelon where the guys that have been smoking a while be like, wow, that's actually really good. Right. And so that's a bonus. It is. Now, were you a rep before? I worked for La Florida Dominicana for a while. Uh, oh, okay. Not very long. Uh, I started with them in January 2020, right before COVID hit. And uh, end so of that March. Was, so really. That was my entry. You've been in cigars really and as a rep for only, what, three and a half years? Roughly. How did you decide to do that? Uh, just Did was, you love cigars already? I've, I've been smoking 30 plus years. Wow. Uh, so I started when I was 21. You know, I've only been smoking cigars for like eight years. Okay. Uh, I smoked Marlboro Lights when I quit smoking cigarettes, but I started smoking cigarettes when I was 15. Okay. And I had been through the Lucky Strikes unfiltered, the Camels unfiltered, and then eventually made it up to the Marlboro Lights. Mm -hmm. I was smoking three packs a day. Wow. And I was 35 years old, and I was like, I got to quit this shit because walking from here to there, I'm winded. I'm like... Dude, I'm not doing too good. There's you up. And so fortunately for me, when I was 35, they came out with a drug called Shantix. Mm-hmm. Dude, it said, take this drug for 14 days, and sometime between day one and day 14, you'll put down your whatever you're smoking, and you'll be ready to quit. And I didn't even make it 14 days. That's On great. the seventh day. I quit, and I've never smoked cigarettes again. And, I mean, I still got friends that smoke, and they're like, hey, man, you want one of these? And I'm like, nope. No, dude, that's gross. Yeah, I, I was turned off on cigarette, uh, cigarettes when I was younger. My dad was an avid cigarette, uh, cigarette smoker. It was, so was mine. And uh, just the the smell. We'd be riding the car. The windows are rolled up. It's all stuck in the car, and just it, it turned me off of cigarettes. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, you grew up the way I did. Right. I mean, we were on a road trip, and Dad's got the window crack like this. If you're lucky. And he's puffing, and you're just like, ah, oh, the smoke. And they're like, I got the window cracked. <laughs> what? So you're 54. I'll be 54 in May. 
So you pretty much grew up in the same generation. The mm-hmm. 70s were amazing. Yes, they were. I, I tell everybody, if, if you didn't grow up in the 70s, you don't even know what freedom really yeah. is. You know what I mean? It's like getting on your bike and wrecking it. and Like we nobody. Well, I tell everybody, it's like I don't even know that my parents knew they had a kid. Right. My, my mind told me that when the lights came on at night, you come inside. A hundred percent. But until daylight till then, they, you, you could be anywhere. That's right. Yeah, it was amazing. And every family in the neighborhood knew which house you went to. Oh, 100%. It's like, so I tell everybody, whenever I was young at the five-year-old age, my dad had gone to work for the railroad. And so we moved from Sweetwater, Texas to Lubbock, and we lived in a trailer park. We were white trash all the way around. But when you're five, you don't even know that. True. All I knew was there was a shit ton of kids in this place. Right. You know what I mean? And we had a blast. I grew up military, so. I... Oh, so you moved around. Oh, yeah. So, you know what's great about that? So, with the railroad, we moved a lot. And I went to five different elementaries. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people, like, my wife, the people she started kindergarten with is who she graduated with. And I'm like, I can't even imagine it that. It doesn't happen. And but don't you feel a little thankful I do. for all the moving because it opens your eyes on what it means to build relationships on the fly. Very true. Like you get good at it or you get picked on <laughs> or you just become an uh, you isolate yourself and you just kind of do your own thing. Right. And then you show up at a school and shoot people. Exactly. <laughs> so don't do that, folks. <laughs> no. So let's back up. So you worked for LFD for a while. Mm-hmm. Three months. By the way, LFD used to be my favorite brand. Now, granted, I was pretty new in the cigars. I've probably been smoking for like two or three years when I got onto the LFD train. But you know how young smokers they like jump in and they don't know what the hell they want. Right. They don't know their palate. And when they smoke a pepper bomb, they're like, oh, now I see what cigars are supposed to be. You know what I mean? Because I went down that road. Everybody does. And then it was like LFD was the perfect marriage exactly. for that. And it was like, if you want something just big ring gauge and strong as, LFD you know, it was the brand. Boom. And so I was really hardcore LFD for about probably a year and a half. Okay. And then I don't know why, but I, I, somebody said, man, you should really try this uh, La Galera Connecticut. And I was like, I don't smoke Connecticut because, you know, I'm cool. And it wasn't a six by 60. That's right. And so anyway, I tried it and I was like, whoa. I maybe I need to try some other cigars. And the next thing I know, I'm on a whole new cigar journey because I skipped over the light to medium and mediums went straight to the bowl. And I I, I think a lot of people do that. They do. I mean, you see that on a regular basis. Oh yeah. And now I do see people that they'll follow what their grandfather smoked and what their father smoked and they'll stick with whatever, whatever it was at the time. Trying to get them off that cigar is like pulling teeth sometimes. Because, like, this is what my father smoked. I'm following what he did. This is what my grandfather did. They're going to stay on that same line. And you know what? I understand that, and I can appreciate it. On one hand, I'm like. Well, you're cheating yourself. Booyah. It's like, if you want to do that, knock yourself out. No one's going to tell you you can't smoke the cigar you want to smoke. But for me personally, I'm like, man, if I would have never smoked a Connecticut. Yep. Like, the Connecticut led to my Habanos. Right. And I love Habanos. 
And the funny thing is, I was smoking all the six by sixties because I thought that was like the cool cigar. Everybody, that's if if you're a, a, a you know veteran, that's what you smoke. Sure. And now I've been smoking as long as I have. I'm like, I never smoke a six by sixty unless it's box pressed. Right. So that's just me, though. How are you? I mean, the, the ring gauge you're smoking right this now is about is a fifty. It's a fifty. Yeah. And same here. Yep. Uh, my sweet spot is anywhere between a forty and a 50 and if you box press it i could i can go up to a 56 right and i do enjoy the flathead 660 yeah and it's a six by 60 but you know they squish it down I do. hey i got a question for you so you might know this because in the cigar world mm -hmm. like i think you are a wealth of knowledge i've heard you talk shit and i'm like damn this dude knows what the hell's going on but uh so we had an idea like you ever smoke perdomos yeah okay so we like Perdomos. I, I I used to smoke Perdomos back in the day. Mm -hmm. I like the blends, but I don't like those big ring gauges. And they they sell that because that's what the population wants right now. I And I get that. But here's the question. If we were to, like, put those in a humidor for, like, three to four weeks and the humidor was seasoned and overly humidified at, like, 80, mm -hmm. after about a month... Could we take a Padron and put it in a box press and change it? You could. Uh, what would be the What would be the negatives of doing that? Cracking the wrapper. Uh, but even if you overly even humidified if you overhumidify, it, you still have that chance of cracking the wrapper because this would have been pre-pressed already. So going into another press and trying to box well, press it. So they have, I mean, just the round 58 mm -hmm. ring gauge. You don't think you could... You'd have to do it. So I need to, to like dip slowly. them in water. Well, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, but. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so, but no, you could, you could, you could do it. You'd have to do it in a slow process. You, know, I you see. just wouldn't be able to just wait. Here's a has a box press. Let's squeeze it in. You'd have oh, to, so you like turn it a little bit, let exactly. it sit, and then and like press come it again. back two days later and do it again exactly. until you get them all the way down. Right. Because if, if you just press it right. We off the just bat. think it'd be fun. It to would be try. You could do see it if we could do it. You could do it. It just would take a little while. We got time. That's true. That is true. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> hey, so you and uh, Cisco Kid driving all the way across the country yep. to go to TPE. Everybody else is flying. You guys are making it an exploration. I like do that I dig every it, year. By the way, I oh, do, do you really? Every year I do it. Like I appreciate that, man. I'm jealous. Well, it's fun because there's some shops I don't get to show enough love to. So this is my way of getting to them and be able to spend a and not more being time. in a hurry. Exactly, like like we're growing in Tombstone. It's a it's a small little town, old western town. With a lot of history behind it. If you don't know Tombstone, you should not be listening to this show. <laughs> no, I'm joking, guys. Great shop, smoke signals out there. Um, Suzanne owns it. Great woman. They dress up in the garb. They in their old western garb and everything. Oh no, kidding! Uh, well, they're phenomenal people. Do it's, they have saloon swinging doors? They do. Oh man, I dig so, those. And they I also, dig and those. So it's a gun shop slash cigar shop slash accessories. You remember Pops? Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, he's very very missed in this. Oh, industry. dude, that was my favorite shop to go to in Fort Worth. And it's like, yeah, there were other shops that had more selection there were other shops that were more fancy and it's the nostalgia bougie. it's the nostalgia but with that dude last time i went in there and i only met pop once this was like early on in cigar talk and i was still too nervous to ask him to do the show 
and I'm sitting there, or I go in, I get my cigar, I get some espresso, and there's like eight old guys that were probably from like 60 to 80 sitting in a half circle. And they're there every day. And I just sat down next to one of them, and I'm smoking my cigar, drinking my coffee, and just listening to the gold Mm -hmm. that's just coming out in this group. And Pop leans over. And says, hey, man, you know you can join in any time. And I said, man, I'm just enjoying listening to these stories. Yep. I don't really have anything to contribute, but thank you. <laughs> and that was really my only actual interaction with Pop. Yeah, he was a great guy. And, like, later on, I found out he was, like, uh, into the fishing videos. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yep. Uh, scuba diving. and He was big in the guns. Yeah, that gun shop oh, next door. Oh, he had the gun shop next door. That's what made me think of it. Yep. And but yeah, he was my favorite Fort Worth guy yep. for cigars. And great guy, he'll be missed for Very a long much. time. So, what's your favorite shop? And are you allowed to say that? Or can I, you say that? I no? have a lot of favorite shops. Okay, and so in the, just, in the in the in the DFW, Fort Worth area. Yeah. Oh, DFW. DFW. Okay, so yeah, there's there's a lot of companies I go to a lot and just hang out with them and talk. Um, Jay Davis with Blue Smoke, good friend of mine. I was there. Now, where is there. that at? It's uh right by Love Field off of my. Okay, that's a little further than I normally make it to. Yeah. Because the company I work for on a regular basis is headquarters out of Fort Worth. So I'm usually somewhere between Fort Worth, Keller, Grapevine. So you're going to places like Bobby Paladin, Big Dave. I love the Paladin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matthew and Aaron. Great people. Great guys. Love those guys. In fact, that was one of my, I think that was like episode four. Yeah. I went to the Paladin and had them on the show. They're great guys. And the audio sucked. (laughs) Like I did. Let me tell you what. You learn how to do audio the more you screw up because you got to like try to save it. (laughs) But no, those guys, big fan of theirs. Uh, What about Michael's? Michael's a great store. They got the one in Keller, the one in Euless. They do very well. Oh, I know they had one in Euless. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's their their, their original store. The Keller has been open probably less than eight years. Oh, okay. Uh, So it's fairly new. Um, It's the more pristine one, smaller humidor. But uh, they still have the same selection, just not as big as the Euless location. Gotcha. So, uh, Silverleaf? Silverleaf is a great. Are you guys in the Silverleaf? We are. I was going to say, I can't Jake imagine you're not. Uh, and, you know, for me, like I'd heard about Silverleaf, and of course I wanted to go because I heard a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not as big of a fan as a, for a cigar lounge versus a cigar lounge slash bar. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not knocking it. It's just that's not my style right i mean i've gone there and i've had a lot of good times Mm -hmm. because there is a bar (laughs) but at the same time my cigar smoking is just like a laid back sit back and enjoy it and that's downtown fort worth where shit's happening right it's a party place and it's a phenomenal it's beautiful Mm -hmm. furniture very small humidor, but they have a good selection. Well, it's stacked from the ceiling all the way to the floor from the ceiling. Right. So. And if you can't find something that you want to smoke in there, then you don't like nothing. Right. And then there's another shop there in downtown called Good Karma. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was in so, Good Karma in Lubbock just last week. Todd's a great guy. He owns all three locations. I don't, I don't know if I can say Todd's a great guy. You know, he went to TCU. <laughs> True. I, I'll, I'll give you guns oh. up. Red Raiders all the way, baby. <laughs> no, but you, you, I, in fact, I had him on the show once and I said, do you feel like you shafted TCU because you opened a shop in Lubbock for Texas Tech right. guys before you opened one here in That's TCU true. land? 
And so anyway, well, that's where the Amarillo is where you Yeah, 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 yeah. So. And so I, I've actually never been to that shop. Are you guys up there? Yeah. We run all three of his locations. And so uh I just don't like going to Amarillo. It's a drive. <laughs> it's a drive and it's cold. It's windy. Yeah. And I grew up in Lubbock. And so for me, if you're going out to the panhandle, Lubbock is the town. True. Amarillo's not the town. No. Sorry, folks. If you live in Amarillo. Well, unless you go to the big Texan. <laughs> and I, I've actually never been there. He's been there like two or three times. It's it's a it's a place you go just to say you've been. There are certain stakes that are average. There are certain stakes that are phenomenal. Um, I've never done the sixty minute challenge. I will never do the challenge. Um, no, because how much so. does that stake cost if you lose? I don't even know. I think it's over a hundred bucks. I yeah, think. and it's like it's a seventy two ounce steak, and it's just a lot. So. It's a lot, and I just for me personally, I'm always been like. If a steak is that big, is it good? I don't know. They say it is. Who's they? <laughs> the people have done the challenge. Okay, okay. So. It's like, you know, because I don't know about you. You ever do any deer hunting? Yeah. Which deer do you like to eat the big, the best? The, best? the biggest or the smallest? Well, the, well, you go with the you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So give me that small backstrap mm-hmm. versus that old buck's backstrap every day. So when I see the 72-ounce steak, I'm like, mm, that's a big cow. Yep. So, whatever. It's a lot of meat. <laughs> a lot of, a lot meat. of meat. A lot of meat. <laughs> At least if you don't finish it, you get to pack that shit up and take, take it, it home. home. So, anyway, so you've done the driving out. Now, do you do that for PCA as well? No, I just do it for TP. Okay, cool. Well, how many times have you been to TP now? This is my Two third three? year. Okay. So, I saw you at the first one. Mm-hmm. We didn't go last year. We're going this year. Good. And the cool thing is we're taking like our whole team nice and so me and larry and hatch and uh, tim and uh alfred will all be at tp this year so that's going to be fun last time it was just me and tim right and so we're looking forward to hanging out with people as the whole team Mm -hmm. and so you know who's in concert the week we're going Mm -mm. you too really yeah that'd be a good show Cheapest nosebleed seats are five fifty. Maybe not a like, good show. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's in the sphere. It's just, I don't, I don't. And care. they're telling me what I've seen is they're saying that that's the best show that the sphere had in the entire year. Well, the acoustics are great in there, but and and I saw a little clip of it and it looked badass. Yeah. But there's not a lot of seats in there either. I don't pay five fifty to go see no. a concert, but just to go see a show there, it's one hundred and eighty five bucks. Like what kind of show? Just like their like their screen. They hate like a oh IMAX like a thing. digital okay. Digital screen. It's how much? Hundred. The cheap seats are one hundred seventy five. Hundred one hundred seventy five to one hundred eighty five. No shit. What does that get you? Uh, a chair. Wow. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so, gonna a hard pass for me yeah. because also, I mean, the outside's badass. It is. It's cool. So I can just look at that for free. Well, it's nice because when you're flying over, they have it to where every time it senses a plane. This giant eyeball looking at you. I've seen the eyeball. It looks cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty badass. So have you been to Vegas a lot since that came up? Have you been? I was there for Big Smoke in November. Okay. How was was that? It was good. It was a good turnout. So tell me about the Big Smoke. For people who don't know, like, what is the Big Smoke in Vegas? Because we know there's a Big Smoke in Florida. Right. It's basically the same. uh, So Cigar and Fishing Auto does both. Okay. Um, It's more for the consumer than it is for the retailers. So uh, is it like more party-esque? It's you get a f- bunch of free cigars and a bunch of free alcohol, and it's a big party. Free cigars, free booze, that is a big party. It is. And Especially it, it, when you get a lot of people together. Right. And it's only for four hours each day. Oh. So it starts, I think, at 5 o'clock, ends at 9. 
Um, it starts on Friday, ends on Saturday. So you go in there, and then if you buy the VIP pass, there's a, a seminar you go to at, I think it starts at like 8.30 in the morning, and you have all the, the big uh, manufacturers out there, all the owners out there talking about the product. They talk about the, the, the brands and what they're doing, what's coming out new, why they got into the business, everything. They, they tell the whole history of everything. Gotcha. So it's a, it's a pretty good little thing. You notice you've never been on this show before, and that's not because we haven't wanted you. We've asked you several times, but our schedules are always. <laughs> <Never met. laughs> but uh, you notice what I didn't ask you is how you started smoking uh, and all that, because you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I've heard that story from a million people, and I'm like, all right, all right. And no offense. No, I hope you don't take it probably, that no, way, but you get fine. what I'm saying. Exactly. Every show you ever watch on a podcast, the first thing is like, oh, so how'd you get into cigar smoking? Yep. And I'm like, I don't care. Exactly. Tell me what you've done. You know what I mean? Right. And so, like, your resume speaks for itself. I mean, you're like Billy Badass of cigar reps. Oh, thank you. No, I mean, you know that. You just don't I, I wouldn't your say own that. Horn. I, yeah. I wouldn't say that. I know you wouldn't say that, but I will. <laughs> and that's that's what I get to do because I'm not a rep. That's true. No, I, I just like talking to people. I like getting to know people. I like to educate people on the product. Um, and that's that's the big thing about the industry. And a lot of people don't talk about their product. They don't talk about the family of how, the, how that brand got started. And that's that's the big part of us. Um, well, I mean, and, I mean, not you personally, but the Placencia name. Like, that's got heritage. It's been around 150, almost 159 years now. No shit. I did not know that. I so, thought it was like 100. No, 1865 is when we started. So we started over in Cuba. Wow. So just, we were basically just growing tobacco, and then they got into manufacturing in 1898, and that's where the European exclusive came into. That's how it's got its name. That was our first time we actually started selling tobacco to other people. So, so what is your go-to Placencia? Like you're, like, and I'm not saying which one's your favorite. Which go- one's your go-to that you smoke more than any? I would say the Reserve Original. Oh yeah, that's mine too. That one, I do a lot of those. Just the price points right on them. The uh, price points great, and it's a great cigar. It's a great, it's a great tobacco. It's, oh, it's and you can market. smoke it any time of day. True, I can smoke it in the morning, the afternoon, afternoon the evening. evening. I can have it with a bourbon. Exactly. It really covers so many options as a cigar smoker. True. You can drink it with a beer. If you're a beer guy, it's a perfect cigar for that. It's just the flavors you pick up on You that. drink beer? Very rarely. Yeah, same. So like, I'm, a, I'm a scotch, bourbon, and whiskey guy. I'm a bourbon guy and a whiskey guy. Scotch, not so much. <laughs> I uh, actually kind of dabbled with that for a while, and I kind of got some that I liked. And then I started drinking bourbon like just hardcore right. and then like a year later i tried the bourbon or the scotch that i actually used to like and i was like oh that's smoky peat yeah. and at the time i thought it was very light peat when yes, i was no, smoking no. and you know Springbank, yes i do so it's very light mm-hmm. on the peat but after just drinking bourbon yeah, for a, a year call. it's like yeah I'm, I'm not gonna drink yeah. that i was i was at the leaf one day and a um, groomsman party had come in and i knew the guy that was getting married and he, anyway he came over with a bottle of uh johnny walker blue mm-hmm. and was like hey man i want to pour you a drink and i was like man i don't want to be a dick but don't waste that on me i'm not a big johnny walker fan well i'm not either but it's scotch right and i'm like Share that with the people who will appreciate it, because I am spoiled to the caramel, the Mm -hmm. vanilla, the cinnamon, the spice, the, you know what I mean? Exactly. And so when you fall in love with that, it's like, "Mm, 
It's two hundred dollars a bottle, dude. You <laughs> share with your friends. I can buy five of something else. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that one bottle we mm-hmm. had earlier, Benchmark Top Floor, thirteen ninety nine. I could buy a shit ton That's of good. those. But uh, so anyway, well, you live in the Fort Worth area. Right. That's where you're out of. So I'm sure you hit up your Fort Worth shops pretty regular. But let me ask you this: Are you from that area? I am. I was born in Fort Worth. Oh, no shit. Okay. So, like, where'd you go to high school? Uh, <laughs> so, I went to three different high schools. So, one was in Fort Lauderdale. I went to Boyd, Ander- uh, Boyd, Ander- Boyd Anderson High School out there. Then I went to Shreveport and went to Captain Shreve. And then I finished up in Dallas at Lake Highlands. Okay, cool. So, how was Shreveport? It was different. Um yeah, that's a weird town. It is. Uh, I was young, so it didn't really matter to me. I was working at the amusement park they had there. Uh, the what? The amusement park. Oh. So uh, I didn't know they had one. They did. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was just that was the big attraction. I mean, as a Texan, we all go over there to gamble and then right. we leave. Exactly. So either we're eating or gambling, and so we don't see the rest of the town. No. And so I have no. I was always like, well, what's that place like there's not much out there it really isn't if it wasn't for the casinos and stuff like that i mean libby's a big company out there there's a couple of gas companies What's out libby's uh, is, is that the canning that's it's the glass manufacturer they make the plates the glasses and stuff like oh, that. oh okay i so thought you meant like libby's green beans no 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 it's the um you can it's like you can get this glass made there for like a 40 cents gotcha gotcha so okay and, and then you can get custom made and then engrave it for oh you. no shit but how many you gotta buy uh that i don't know thousands probably <laughs> i mean i can't get that made for like you know ten dollars exactly have cigar talk on it for <laughs> they're like okay we can do it for 15 cents but you gotta buy a million exactly so so what are your plans when you get out tpe this year y'all got anything like lined up or are you just gonna roll with the punches right now i have no clue so and we do this every year we wait till the day before before uh hobby my boss tells us what we're gonna do so he likes to do it that way because it keeps everything interesting that i way, dig that it's like we, don't we, give it all to me now because with, i'm gonna be well the other part is too we want people to go to the show so we do that where we try to get people to go there to help support tp gotcha so even though it's not as big as pca we still support that one and so we're trying to get people to go there to show the love and then we incentivize them to go to the show for that reason gotcha so this year is gonna be interesting just because it's so close to pca so there's gonna be i think it's gonna what do you think be, about that i i think pca is too soon i really do i think the pca like i didn't like it in july I that's thought, why i never went i thought maybe it'd be a better time to do it May? I thought May would be perfect. Spot on. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, it's not hot. And it's not too cold. It's not cold. And you got people that... And you have a space between TPE. Well, you don't have to worry about people who have families. They're doing their vacation during that time in July. And it just, it it makes it hard for them to balance their vacation with doing business. Right. So if you do it in May, which is right at the end of the school season, but they're still in school. Most of them are still in school. You have some that end in June. That's the best time to do it because people, during the end of the second quarter, they're ready to spend money, and it gives them a chance to build their inventory up. Gotcha. So, and when they're going on vacation, that takes away from their spending and what they can buy for the store. So, some some companies can afford to do that. Some can't. That so. makes sense. And, and I'm spot on with you because I'll tell you this, and I've told the listeners before already, like... I don't keep up with industry news. Right. That's not what we do. 
And so when I booked us to go to TPE, I, I went with TPE because I like the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's way laid back. It's a party. It's a party. And it's fun. There's a lot of people there that I love seeing. And it's like, I don't really want to go to TPE. I mean, uh, PCA, because I don't want to go in July. But this year, for my regular job, I did book a vacation week, the week of 4th of July, because every year it's that week. Right. And then when I started asking people if they were going to TPE, they're like, nah, since PCA is going to be in March, we're going there. And I was like, what? Yep. that's how i don't pay attention i was like i didn't know that and i was like it's kind of too soon it is and it's also the last year we're doing it in vegas well i heard that where's it supposed to be next year new orleans oh see i heard that now that i've never been new orleans because i'm like you know what maybe we should go to pca next year right but at the same time i don't know if you know this but if you're a media participation in the cigar industry tpe we all get in for free. Right. PCA? You have to pay. 400 bucks. And I'm like, we're here to promote you. Right. And so I had the, well, whatever the dude's name from PCA on the show, and he explained it to me, and it was like, yeah, but you got to look at it as that you're supporting the entire industry yeah. by paying that $400. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> you could let the media guys in for free because we're footing the bill to get out exactly. there and we're not making any money. True. You know what I mean? I'm not selling any cigars. I'm not buying cigars. Right. So I'm not buying it. But that's me. I'm hard headed. I get that. So no, it's, it's you get that I'm hard headed. No, I get. No, I get what you're saying. It's just yeah. that it, the industry needs to see the bigger picture because what you guys do. I mean, we're we're not. Making money hand over fist, what we do. Well, what you do is you put the word out that we can't. Right. Because you're hitting customers that we don't see. And, and, so, and we have an audience that's worldwide, but really 90% of our audience is in the States. Right. And so, I mean, on our show, we reach people who are in Nebraska, Seattle, Florida, wherever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, we could really... That's what we did this year for uh, TPE. The thing that we're going to do different is last year we set up the entire studio in the media room and people came in for interviews. What we're going to do this year is we're going to record everything we do on a backup drive, but we're actually going to do live interviews okay. all around. So we'll be looking to hit you up. Absolutely. We can walk up and be like, hey, what do you got to go? <laughs> no, but uh, you know what? I, I really, for me personally, I feel like social media is like, really going in the direction of you need to be doing it live yes because just so you guys know when i thumb through my feed on instagram i don't give two shits about what cigars pictures people taking right i'm over that we've been doing that for years Years. but now if you want to get on a live and you got something to say i love tuning in seeing what's going on so i'm like we post every now and then but most of the stuff we're doing now is live true and so that's just where we are. So this year we're going to do like half of our lives on Instagram and we're going to do the other half on our discord, which is just cigar fans. Nice. I mean, cigar talk fans. So anyway, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, yeah. So how about the party being at Caesars? It's, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. Like where did, where was it last year? Last year was at Sahara. Same as the year before. Yeah. And okay. then 21 was at uh, the Cosmo. I don't know what that is. It's uh, the one that has the big red stiletto that people oh, stand Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they had it at the pool. 
And that one, it was only supposed to be two and a half hours long. It ended up going four and a half hours. Um, it wow. Was, there, there were so many people that they, they couldn't get them to leave. So this, they bought more time to run out the, the pool. So it was, I hope they do that at Caesars this year. Uh, if it, because the party starts at what time? It usually starts around 7. Well, see, on the schedule shows 9 to midnight. Oh, they changed it to 9. That's what I. That's what my partner, Tim, said. Okay, I haven't seen the schedule yet. And so I haven't either. But he was like, dude, the, the party's only three hours this year. And it's I think he said 9 to midnight. Or it could have been 8 to 11. But it was not 7. Okay. Because that's what I had expected. Right. And I was like... Well, I hope that we can get in all the drinking that we need to do. Oh, you can get a lot of drinking in. Yes. You can do that because when I did the Cosmo first year, they were constantly bringing drinks out. And they may, sometimes it might take a bit longer if you want to specially drink, but it's all free. And I don't want special. <laughs> just give me give me a straight shot. I'm happy. You do this. And we would go up and order. And the first time I went up there, you know, all your well drinks or whatever, they said, you know, it's open bar. Right. And I was thinking, the bourbon's going to be shitty. You know what I mean? And I went it's up. It's anything you want. Dude. I was like, what's your standard? And he was like, uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oak. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need two of those. I've got a friend over here. <laughs> but it was a blast. And I'd never been to an open bar that had good bourbon. So in 22, when they had a there, it was an open bar. And anything that was on the bar was free game. No, uh, it didn't shit. matter if it was McAllen, didn't matter if it was Jack Daniels, I mean, or even the, the cheap well stuff. Everything was free. Wow. So it's, I got toasty that day. So, yeah, I would imagine. So, yeah. Um, company I worked for several, several years back, we had a staff meeting, and that's how it was. Just yeah. whatever they had was open game, exactly. and it was a good time. And the cool thing was, uh, it was only open bar for two hours, it was like eight to 10. Right. And so the general manager at that time came in there and was like, you know what? We're going to just keep on going. And we're like, yeah, everybody yells, I you know. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those days are long gone. Yes, they are. <laughs> Corporate has taken over. Well, when they see the bill at the day, end of the day, that's why. Yeah, 100%. Somebody's got to pay that. Exactly. So so what are y'all going to do on the way back? Are y'all flying back or are y'all driving back? I, I drove my personal car, oh. so I'm driving back as well. Okay. I didn't know if y'all were in a rental. So you're driving your person. You're stuck. I am stuck. All right. So, so how, do you drive when you're in Vegas? I do. Like when you need to go somewhere, you I just drive. drive. Okay. I just go wherever I want. So when we went, we got that tram pass. Mm -hmm. You know, there, that was awful. Yeah, you're on their schedule. <laughs> and we were carrying equipment back and that's, forth that every day. It sucked. And so I was like, you know what? We're not doing that this year. No. We're getting an Uber, and they're going to carry our shit. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. So is are you guys doing anything, like, special out of the ordinary, or is it secret and you can't tell? I can't tell yet. Okay. So that's fair. Because, one, I don't know. Oh. So <laughs> they're like, we can't trust them. Well, the, the, the thing is, is when I find out what we're doing, I like to tell the retailer so it gets them more hyped about going. Because, um, like I said, when we do a deal, whatever it is, we want them to be at the show. We don't want them just to say, hey, I'm going to call you and I'll get the same deal. No, we don't do that. We want you to come in. We want you to do the experience. We want you to, to, to support what we're doing. It, well, I, I didn't get to hang out because we were doing interviews in the media room, but you guys had a great I don't even want to say booth because it wasn't a booth. It was open floor carpet, nice chairs, and it was put together badass. Well, we're getting a new booth this year, too. I already looked to see where you are on the map, brother. Yep. I was like, so it's a bigger space, bigger booth. 
now that I'm not going to be stuck in that media room, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go check out shit. Yeah. And so I looked at the map really well. I was surprised because you remember in 21, or is that what it was? Yeah, 21. When they were still wearing the face masks. Well, they were. <laughs> but uh, Drew Estate was in the middle. Mm-hmm. Now they're right at the entry. I wasn't a big fan of that move. No, it's dumb because it's going to be loud. And usually, but then they have the DJ up on top. And it's usually in the middle, and it kind of dissipates the sound. Yeah. And now with it up front, it's just going to... It's going to be too much. permeate everywhere. And so I was kind of like, whoa, I don't know who came up with that idea. They're the sponsors, so they get what they want. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Money talks. (laughs) Well, you know what the rest does. Exactly. So... So when you get done, are you just driving back, or are you still going to be, like, on tour? Uh, yes and no. Um, I'm going to hit – I'll go back to Phoenix because it's, it's a good market for me. Um, so I'll hit the ones that didn't go to the show and talk to them, get them some orders going, and see if I can get them hyped up for, for March. Okay. So, so, like, going back, like, what is the cigars that you notice that, like, are your biggest or favorites? Not not yours, mm-hmm. but, like, your fan favorites. Like, what do you see that flies off the shelf more than any other cigar in your line? Our Alma Forte does very well. Now, um, which one is that? The that's black? the black and gold. Okay. So, and the green and gold. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, that was doing very well for us. That was really, to be honest with you, that was the very first Placencia I ever smoked. Uh, you know, over at the uh, train car mm-hmm. in Big Spring, Brent, and uh, I went by there one day. Oh, I, I did a couple of shows over there, but while I was there, he gave me a Placentia, the uh, 6x60, which was like- the six the, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I mean, I was like, lights out. That was badass. And then whenever I got the uh, Alma Fuerte, which one is the- uh, The Salomon. Oh. The Generation 5. The, the Salomon. That's it's a incredible. beautiful cigar, and it smokes so well. It does. Like, that's a $30 cigar. Well, it depends where you're at. No, 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 no. I'm saying value-wise, oh, okay. that's a 30 This is 22 bucks here. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what I'm trying to say, though, is at 22 bucks, it's still a very good value. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times you get in 22 bucks, and it's like, eh. It's a two-hour smoke. And it's great tobacco. The flavor on it's incredible. Yeah. I love, like, even if I'm not placing notes, I know it's aged tobacco. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just something about that mellow smooth that you get, mm-hmm. and the smoke is so rich. So, so which one's the Red Man? That's the Alma de Fuego. That's my favorite. That's a great cigar. And I love it, the one that you have that is like the small ring gauge. Oh, the Flama. Yeah. What's a, what's the what's the It's a Panatella. And what do you what's the ring gauge in the length? That's a 40 I must like I guess it's 46 48 somewhere around it seems there. Seems like a 46. Yeah, I think it's a 46 or 47. And it's a six and a half inch almost yeah, seven inch cigar. That's a great size yeah, to be smoking it and with the that flavor on that with Ometepe in there. It's, it's, it's insane. You get that sweetness going on. You get that bold cocoa oh. flavor with it and you get a little fruitiness off the guava wood note. Yeah, I, I dig it. So, what do you plan on doing for 24? Like, what's your, like, outlook for 24? To educate. Okay. My my goal is to educate as many people as I can. And what we, do you want to educate them on? Our line. We want to, I want to educate them on the family. I want to educate them on our tobacco. I mean, we produce 60% of tobacco in the industry. 
we do seven million pounds a year. I mean, a lot of people have their cigars made at the factory. Yeah. So I mean, we, we, there's probably 40 different companies that we make cigars for personally. And then the rest, we sell the tobacco to. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So we sell a lot to like all to this general. Uh, we do stuff with. Uh, oh, no products. shit. Oh, yeah. So like those big players like that, do they own any fields? They do. Okay. They do. So, like, could you, well, I don't know how it works, but does, like, Placentia's factory make cigars for people that bring in their own tobacco, or is we it can have, all? So, we can have tobacco sent to us and have them made, but for us, it's 100% ours. Right. I know so, you guys. So, if we want, if somebody else wants a line made, but they want to use certain tobaccos, like San Andreas wrappers or whatever, they bring that into us. So, and then we make it for them. We have a, a certain part of the rolling area where they only do those cigars. Gotcha. So there's stations, and you'll see it. You can walk down the lines, and you'll see Alec Bradley. You'll see Rocky Patel. Uh, they have their own factory, but it's... But you also still make a shit ton of cigars for them. Right. And so that's very interesting that people who have their own factory still rely on you guys. Yeah. And if... I mean, when you... Just the two names you named up, I mean, those guys expect quality, mm -hmm. and they know they're getting it from you guys. Well, they're not getting, they're getting the quality tobacco. They're not getting the placenta tobacco that we use. Right. So like with us, we keep the top 15, 20% of our own line, which is the grade A plus. Oh, and we sell I didn't know there was different grades. Oh, yeah. So like, what's the worst grade? Uh, it can go down to a C. So seems to me like it should go down to an F. <laughs> I'm an American <laughs> school kid. You know what I mean? But no. So C is the lowest. Well, I'm sure there's lower than that. But I've. But that's what you've seen. That's what I've seen. Okay. Have you ever smoked one that had that? Oh, yeah. And how was it? it it's it's decent. It's okay. not something I'd smoke on a regular basis. So if you say it's I'm, decent. I'm spoiled, too, though. Well, yeah. So yeah, get, same I, here. <laughs> it's like you remember back when you first started smoking. We smoked some shit. I smoked Macanudos and Romeo and Julietas, and, and I won't even say those are shit because they, they weren't. They were great I cigars. Some shit that was like. Well, my first cigar was a rum runner. A what? A rum runner. A rum runner. And that's what it was called. What the hell is that? It's basically a cheap cigar that was dipped in rum. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and how many of those did you smoke? A lot. A lot. I smoked a lot of those when I was younger. I used to order cigars from some online place whenever I had first gotten into it, and it was called the Bamboo. No, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Bamboo. And it was by Victor Sinclair. And I thought I was smoking good stuff. <laughs> I could not even imagine going back to that cigar and trying that. You know what I mean? Because I've even gone back and smoked other cigars that I started smoking way after that. Mm -hmm. That I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. And I mean, you remember when you first started, though, did you ever smoke some cigars that were like so cheap that even though your palate sucked, that you thought, wow, that sucks. Yeah. There were some that I smoked that just tasted like cardboard. And just think, that was when your palate wasn't good. Yeah. And you thought it was crappy. Exactly. Could you imagine going back smoking that There's now? no way. No way. So I don't want to bash on anybody's parade, and I'm sure there's some people out there that love this cigar. All our palates are different. Exactly. There's a cigar for everybody out there. And uh, there's a cigar called the Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. you, remember, you ever seen it? Yep. I ordered a box of those. And because I'm a budget guy, and back then I didn't have a cigar show, and I had to smoke 20 of those, and it was brutal. 
And I was like, I could never imagine going back to smoking something right. like that. Now, the one cigar I, I do enjoy, but you can't find it in the stores, is Ava Maria. Oh. The great cigar, but it's a catalog cigar. Great cigar. But it's phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. Depending on which one you get, because, sure. you know, they just keep making more, it seems yeah. like. So let me ask you this. Have you guys done any work at all with AJ? <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know. Okay. He is a cousin of the Placentias. That's what I heard. So I, I know they've talked and collaborated, but I don't know if they've ever done anything together. Because, like, everybody seems to be doing something right. with AJ. And so I, I'm an AJ fan. Oh, I think great, AJ great makes tobacco. great cigars. And they're very budget-friendly. They are. And uh, But I... I'm not a big fan of some of the other cigar companies that did a, something with AJ, with AJ yeah. and it's like, and here's my question. So if AJ is the collaborator, is he just blending or is he also like bunching, rolling? And I'm sure what they do is like what anybody does in the industry. They bring the, the customer in. They have, okay, here's the tobacco. These are the different blends we have. Okay, we're going to make this one for you. Smoke it. Tell me what you think about it. You don't like that one? Okay, we're going to do another one. Here, smoke this one. And that's basically what they do. Um, the, Until they get one they like. Exactly. And then they say, okay, this is what I want. This is batch whatever. Put them all together. This is what I want. These are the sizes. So that uh, cigar I gave you, the El Popo, mm -hmm. that's artisanal tobacco, and AJ blends their cigars. Right. And when I was talking to him about the way their first cigar came out, it was very interesting because they went down there and smoked just cigar after cigar after cigar while they're trying to make their blend and then once they found the one that was like that's what we want then they go home to new york and like six months later like they get sent cigars right. and it's like now try them because they've been see if they made the trip well yeah, exactly and if the blend held up and so I, I just thought that was very interesting because i never even thought about it. it's like yeah you go down there you smoke one thing but you come back and be, depending on where you are shipping them to or what time of year maybe it's not the same cigar it's not only that it also depends on how young the tobacco was at the time how long it's been aging that has a lot to do with the flavor too. So you can have a cigar that's been that the tobacco's been aging for a year, two years, three years, whatever, and then you blend it and you smoke it. Oh, it's phenomenal! And then you get it back, and seven months later you smoke it again. It's like this isn't the same cigar. It is. It's just aged. Let me tell you something. So we had interviewed a guy on the show, and he had sent us a sampler of his cigars, and they were phenomenal. And so we had him on the show. We talked to him and blah, blah, blah. I blew up his cigars. And I mean, a ton of people were like ordering them on the phone. Like, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And uh, I ordered 500 of them myself. That's how good they were. And not a single one of the 500 were anything like, like what we smoked. smoked. And exactly. I was like, no, yep. these suck. Yep. And so that was a heartburn. It is. And that's what you have to do. You have to, when you t get the first test blend, you have to expect it to be different when you get the the final blend, because even though it's the same one, it's going to taste different. I mean, it's, when the tobacco ages, it, the flavor changes. You, you lose ammonia, it gets a little bit more mild, or it gets stronger. Just depends on what if you're using Visa Seca or, or Lajero. I mean, it's going to change the flavor. Now, do you it. guys use much Lajero? Oh yeah. Okay, and which one of your cigars are predominantly have? I can't really say. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a trade secret. 
If it's a Nestor secret. Okay. <laughs> it's a Nestor original recipe. Yes. We're not sharing all that. Yeah, Nestor, you. he's with our blends and with our lines, he's very particular about what he does with them. So he likes to keep it quiet. So is he the head blender? Or is he's, he the head he's, manager he's the head, of the he's, blenders? Well, he's the, he's the boss of all the bosses. Okay. So he's the final guy who says, yeah, we're doing this cigar. Wow. So if he smokes one, he goes, yeah, blend it again. And it could be, we could have had 100 cigars made up. Have you met one. him? Oh, yeah. Great guy. And so have you hung out? Of course. And so every time you've seen him, which cigar is he smoking? He smokes the, uh, well, this, when I was down there uh, just a few days, about a couple of weeks ago, big, uh, he's smoking a lot of the Alma but on Naturals right now. Oh, really? He loves the Eduardo de Toro. He loves that one. I don't think I've ever had the Natural, so now I'm going to have yeah, to go try that. If that's I, what he's smoking. I think it's better than the the Maduro, but um, really, it's it's got a little bit more richer notes on it. Uh, the Maduro is phenomenal, don't get me wrong. But if you want a I, different- I, I like the Maduro because you get that sweetness. Exactly. The, I don't think I've ever had a natural. And what I found out is over years when I've tried naturals, it's like a much more delicate it is. flavor profile, which I enjoy. Well, it, we use a color Claro wrapper on it too, which changes that flavor up. It's the same filler binder that we use in the Maduro. We kind of tweak it a little bit to, to make it more medium. Okay. So with that color Claro, it just enriches that flavor on it. Nice. Okay, cool. So it, it's a great blend. Learn something new every day. <laughs> so what do you think you'll be doing in 2030? Hopefully I'll be with the company still. Well, I know you'll be with the company. Well, I don't know that. Nobody knows. But I think you'll be in a different position. Uh, we'll see. It depends because I, I can't move you'll up. You'll be the CEO. I can't move up until until Javi moves up. So. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's fair. Yeah. And so how long has Javi been around? He's been with us since day one. No he was, he was there with them before we launched our first cigar. Well, wait a minute. He's not 150. No. So we our first launch was in 2016. Okay. He started in 2015 with the company. Wow. So he was down there in Nicaragua. He went through a long interview process. Now where he's from? He's originally from Honduras. Oh, no shit. So and wow. his, his background, he was with Gurkha for a while. Um, couldn't move up in the company. Juan Lopez and him are great friends. Juan's his mentor. Um, and he said, Hey, you want this opportunity? This is the one to go to. Since it's a great company, great tobacco, and they, they're going to do this launch, you should go and work for them. And he took the dive and jumped. Nice. So, so I don't know if you even know this, but I guess it's been about a year and a half. No, shoot, two years ago. You know, I make a lot of t shirts, mm -hmm. cigar talk, and then just other cigar type stuff. And I had a shirt, I had shirt made that just in white letters said friends don't let friends smoke gurkhas <laughs> i've seen that shirt and uh mr lopez reached out to me he said and, and just to clarify it didn't actually say gurkha mm -hmm. because i changed the spelling <laughs> you know how you have the h and the r in the middle right i just had two h's <laughs> so but you but it was in the same font of course Anyway, he, he reaches out and he's like, hey, man, I heard you're like selling shirts that say blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, actually, it doesn't say Gurkha. And he was like, well, yeah, OK, we it's get close it. enough. But he said, uh, how long has it been since you smoked the Gurkha? And I was like, man, it's been like six, seven years. And he's like, I'd like to send you a couple of boxes and then you give me your honest feedback. Right. And he sent us the Revenant. Mm hmm. In the uh, sun-grown and the uh, Maduro. Maduro. 
And so we got them. We smoked them on the show. And I was like, dude, this is a great great cigar. cigar." For the price point, it's phenomenal. Well, what's funny is I I told everybody, this is a phenomenal cigar. And I said on the show, I was like, I don't know how much these boxes cost, but he probably sent us like the top of the line, most expensive Gurkhas. And we looked it up and it was like, you get a box for $123 for 20. Yep. And it's like, I bought a box. I was like, and it's a great cigar. But dude, you know how many people gave me shit for praising <laughs> a product from Gurkha? It was like, dude, you know I'm not going to bullshit you, right? I mean, I ragged on Gurkha because you know it's fun, <laughs> but I'm also going to give them praise when they praise is due, exactly. And and they've changed a lot of their stuff up. Maybe they've, they've went we to had, different. We had one on the show, and he was a complete gentleman. You know, he could have been an asshole. Yes, he could, <laughs> because I was. You know, making fun of his company. Yep. But he Even was Johnny a, Walker Black. He'll love you to death. So. <laughs> Good to know. But uh, no, I enjoyed having him on the show. He was just a gentleman, and like he knew his shit. Mm-hmm. And so he's been in the business for twenty seven years. Yeah. And I'm like, I I don't make fun of Gurkha anymore, just because you know what? There's not a great relationship, but there's a little bit of relationship, right. and I'm not going to piss on your cereal no they learn from their mistakes too that's the great thing about it and that's what every company does and they're a little bit different of a cigar company because they don't make their own cigars uh but that doesn't mean that they don't have people out there making some really good cigars very true and so anyway i kind of had to i haven't wore that shirt since (laughs) we had that because i was like you know i don't want to be a dick to a guy that now i respect he's a great guy so he's a phenomenal if you're listening uh thank you for not being a dick (laughs) because i was actually kind of nervous i was like who the fuck is this dude asking me about this shirt and then when i googled him i was like he's a big guy he's the vp he is the guy so a lot a lot of respect for guys like that you know we we uh we kind of you know, we, we like to stir up a little controversy, mm-hmm. even if it's not real. True. You know what I mean? Everybody does that. And so, uh, I, I just read about a year and a half ago, uh, we did a show called AJ's Mistreating His Employees, <laughs> <laughs> which was not true. But you know what happened out of it is me and Frankie talked for a long oh, yeah. time, and I learned a lot. And I mean, me and Frankie had already known each other before, but after that you got he to was really like, know him. dude come on man what's up and i'm like i just wanted you to come talk to us <laughs> so the next very next episode was like we were wrong aj's awesome you know what i mean it was like we're not trying to be dicks we just want to have fun he with really you. is a good guy oh 100 percent. and so are you happy that you're in the cigar industry i am like could you imagine what did you do before uh retired from the military i was in the navy oh retired free service oh, thank you um, and I took some odd jobs after I got out. What did you do in the military? I was a gunner's mate in the Navy. Gunner's mate. So I don't know what weapons. that does. So oh. I was a five-inch gun on the ship, the big five-inch torts. And then on shore, I was a small arms expert. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So I did that for almost 20 years. I was medically retired at 17 and a half. Oh, okay. So oh. I did that and got out. Um, when I got out, I decided to go and get my degree. How old were you when you went in? 26. Wow. So I was wow. older. Were they were you like facing prison time and no, they're like, no, hey, no. you can go to the military or you go to jail? I was managing bars and I was working six days, sometimes seven days a week and no time off. And I was like, I need to, I want to travel. Nice. And I was like, Air Force. See, I regret not joining. It was fun. And when I got out, I'm glad I got out when I did. Okay. Uh, 
politics got involved and the whole always military, does change the whole military structure. So for me and everybody that listens to shows already knows the story, but uh, when I got out of high school, I uh, didn't have a lot of direction mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to go check out the army. Right. So I went down to the recruiting station and within like 15 minutes, they had me convinced that if I joined, I'd be a four-star general within three <laughs> weeks. And I was like, yeah, sign me up for that. And uh, they were like, yeah, man, everything looks good here. Uh, come back Thursday, take a drug test. You're good to go. And I was like, drug what? test? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I never went back. But later on in life, uh, when I was no longer living that lifestyle, I had a a lot of friends that served mm-hmm. and I hear their stories. And I'm like, damn, you missed out, bro. My first three years, I saw probably two thirds of the world. And what about friendships? You build a lot of friendships in the military. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just felt like, wow, that would have been so good for me. Yeah. So you were in the Navy. Mm-hmm. My uh, father was in the Navy. He went into the Navy in 1963 okay. and he was the light no light middleweight boxing champion for the navy very cool so during vietnam instead of going to vietnam he He boxed (laughs) and so he was a little bit of a hothead (laughs) oh yeah but uh yeah that's my story about the navy i wasn't in it but that's my lineage nice so well hey man you got anything like what do you want to tell people to know about placentia that they can like actually get on their phone and check y'all out like how does that work we are one of the few companies out there that have been around we're probably the oldest company besides the cuban companies um we've been around since 1865 uh they've been through a lot of hardships and y'all were doing cigars in cuba in cuba yeah so, and I mean, when, the original, yeah. like and the when, OG. Yes. And then when Castro came into, they, they forced us out. They took over the land. And Nestor took as much tobacco, Nestor Sr. took as much tobacco seeds as he could, put them in his pockets, suitcases, whatever. Wow. And went to Nicaragua. And tobacco seeds are tiny. Very small. A suitcase full of seeds. Yeah, that's a lot. That is amazing. So they went through the back areas to get out. Wow. And to, to be able to bring that in. So when they went to Nicaragua, they started growing tobacco there. And then in the 80s, when the whole up war with Nicaragua had their big blow up, they went basically, they went to Mexico to try the land out in Mexico. Oh. They were there for about two months, couldn't find any land they liked. And then so from there, they went to Honduras. So they found on there, they fell in love with it, and they started growing tobacco there. We're probably one of the only companies out there in the industry who's never missed a growing crop season. No way. So from day one. We've is grown. that because of the uh, geographical location of Honduras? It, it is. Uh, it was close enough. It's two and a half hours away. On a, if you go from Estelita to the border, it's I did not know that. No shit. But it's real close. It's real okay. close. I always thought Nicaragua was down here and Honduras is up here. <laughs> they're literally neighbors. Wow. I did not know that. So, Thank you. Yeah. So they're real close to each other. So yeah. speaking of Mexico, are you aware that 85% of the population lives in like 15% of the land? Mm-hmm. And there's a strip across Mexico where Mexico City is? It's the biggest population right in the Right across area. the whole country, that's where people live. Yep. I did not know that until recently. I was like, wow, there's just. It's crazy. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, thanks you so much for taking the time and no, come talk to it. us. Thank and you. we would love to have you back. We love, I mean, I, I love having you here hanging out and just shooting the shit. Absolutely. Because what you guys don't know is I get to ask all kinds of shit when we're not on the show. <laughs> and he's like, 
he tells me certain stuff, but then there's still stuff he's like, can't tell you. Yep. Sorry. Yep. If I did, I'd have to kill you. Yeah, there's certain things that even when we go to the factory, he said that Nestor is like, no pictures, no audio, no nothing. No shit. Oh, yeah. So it's top secret. It's, yeah, it's all proprietary. There's and, a lot of stuff that we do that nobody else does. And you know what that tells you is that they're doing badass shit. Yeah. If you can't take pictures of it, you're doing badass there's, shit. There's ways that we're aging and curing the tobacco that no other person's done in the industry oh wow so we are very elite in that market that's the great thing about our tobacco we we control the tobacco population so we're able to do better things with the tobacco we're able to experiment and you're taking the top 15 percent right <laughs> so i mean that's a head start and we in got the 7, right 000, direction oh, we're going on seven thousand acres of land wow so. holy shit so I mean, I would love to know more. We won't get into it right now, but I would love to know how he got there and started buying up all the land. How like that story? Yeah, is that cool? Is yeah, sure, absolutely. It's a great story. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, he just he he found the right land and what Nestor's doing now. Nestor Junior, not Senior, but uh, he does a lot of composting now, which nobody else does in the industry. There's a few of them that, that are starting. Do y'all do grow anything organic? We do. The Reserve Original, hundred percent organic, certified. Wow. So I was down, and I don't know if you even know this shop, but I think it's called Marigolds or something like that in Brenham, Texas. Okay. Like I went to do a show down there. I pull up in this shopping center that I'm like, this looks sketch. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to need to lock my doors and you know, it looks sketch. And I opened this shopping center. It's got double doors and I walk in and it was like walking back to 1955 vegas really like the furniture in the lounge is all like blue patent leather oh, wow. chandeliers that's cool velvet i mean just back in time but he doesn't sell anybody else's cigars okay. he only sells the cigars that he rolls himself okay and all of it is organic. I've never been to it. I got to check it out now. And when I went, I was like, because he told me, he said, yeah, I, all my cigars are my own and blah, blah. Well, we got ready to start the show. He's like, hey, man, try this out. And I'm thinking, this is going to suck. You know, it's got like a band that looks like Darth Vader on it, but a cartoon. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to suck. And it was actually phenomenal. Nice. I mean, I was blown away. I was not expecting much, and that's always a great way to start. It is. It is. When your expectations are low. And you blow it out of the park. Yeah. and But also, sitting in that lounge, it makes you feel like you're in Vegas back when Sammy Davis Jr. was there. Yep. That was cool. And so, if you get a chance to go to Brenham, go buy Marigolds. They're badass. Check it out. Yeah. Hey, man. Thanks Appreciate for it. coming out. And Thank you. Uh, can't wait to see you in TPE. Absolutely. All right, man, guys. Hey, don't go anywhere. We'll be back after a quick break. Like, that is one of the very best intros to any song. You know that song? It's back in back black. black. That's ACDC, AC/DC. right? ACDC. Okay, yeah. Like, are you aware? Do you know where they're from? I do not. Australia. Never knew that. Would never have guessed that. Like, most people think they're from Europe. <clears throat> okay. They were with the British invasions. Oh. But no, they were actually Australian. And, you know, Australia is heavily influenced by Europe. Okay. And they have, you can't have a gun over there. 
Are you aware of that? In Australia? Yeah. I did not know well, that. You can't have a gun over oh, there. okay. Unless you have documentation that you are a farmer and that you need to ward off the whatever. Yeah. The wallabies. The wallabies. Or, or the, uh, or the, what the is dingoes. A, a dingo. A dingo ate my baby. <laughs> yeah. What is a dingo? Well, no, what is a wallaby? <clears throat> I thought a wallaby was like a kangaroo. I think it's I think it's kind of akin to a kangaroo, but not quite a kangaroo. I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So look, I y'all y'all lined up there. Yeah, there. put it on your over the one over okay. there. All right. See, like now I'm barely in here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the less in here you are, the better. You know what I mean about that? I got you. All right. I got you. I got hey, you. anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview with Tom. Tom's a badass. Like, if I need to know some cigar shit, that dude's on my short list. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, 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 I'm going to say something about Tom or say something to Tom. I smoked this during the first during the first half. So, Tom, I'm sorry it's gone now, but this was the Reserva. The Pl- Placencia Reserva, 1898. Oh, y'all can't see that. But anyway, oh, man, it was such a good smoke. It was yeah, such a and, good smoke. And, and I want to say that, like, Tom came in. He had a couple of fucking cigars in his rolled hand. in with cigars. It was like, hey, man, here you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick whichever one you want. Give the other one to your buddy over here, which was you. That's right. And what did I say? I said, you said, let me pick first. Let Larry pick what he wants, and then I'll smoke what's left over. Yeah. Because we're not in that classy or not classy because we don't give a shit about class. That's right. And I have no class. (laughs) My wife will attest to that. Yeah. (laughs) If you need a witness, Your Honor, I have one. My wife's like, yeah, that dude's not classy. But if you like bourbon and you like cigars, you're in the right place. This is the place to be. Booyah. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, you guys know we're going to Vegas next week. And we E-P-E. are. P-E. Yeah. But here's the thing. We're going to do a competition this week. Okay. And I was thinking about, well, I already know what the prize is. I just don't know what the competition is. All right. You got any ideas? Give me some time. I'll come up with I'm something. Like, hey man, send us pictures of your ball sack. And nope, 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 no, 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 not doing no. that. <laughs> and you know, so I, nope. in my in my hey, defense, hey. we're not doing that, yeah. folks. In my defense, this is the, the, tonight is the first I knew that it was. We gonna were going to be, be doing a giveaway. Yeah, yes, that's you right. don't even know what the prize is. I have no, I have no idea what the challenge is or the prize. But tell you what the prize is. Okay, let's the go. The prize is. The benchmark ball and bond <laughs> with a little corner left in the bottom of no, it. You see how much you see how much is left in that bottle. Not that much is in that bottle. Well, not quite. No, 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 no. That's not the one we're giving away. We're yeah. giving away a new one of these. All right. And we are gonna both sign it. Okay. And whoever the winner is, we're gonna ship it to them free. No there cost. Nothing. All right. Good. Is that legal, and can you write? We don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) We can write it off. (laughs) I write off a ton Mm. of shit. (laughs) That's way less (laughs) legit than this. You know, I'm going to tell you something real quick. I'm writing off bourbon. (laughs) They're like, was this involved with a working activity? I'm like, I was experiencing it. (laughs) You're not writing off bourbon. You're drinking bourbon. (laughs) I'm frying it out, bro. You know, I'm going to say something real quick. And we've been here for a few hours now. 
Have we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a few All in this right. room. Oh, dude, look. Why? Detroit and 49ers are tied up oh, 24 to 24. Third quarter. I All thought. Right. I thought. Fourth and ten. I thought Detroit was going to blow them out. Well, and 49ers would come back. Okay. We'll you know what? what I hope the 49ers get spanked, but that's not happening. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 see how that goes. And the only reason I say that is because you know, thick. Yeah, he loved to get spanked, <laughs> ball gag and all. So so we're sitting here in this room. We've been here for a few hours now. That's a joke in this room. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let it be. We're sitting here in this room now. We've been here for a few hours now. We've been smoking a lot of cigars, and yet, and yet, while we sit here in this in this small room, which would normally be a smoke-filled room. I wouldn't say it's that's a small, small room. It's a small room. I mean, when you're smoking cigars. Will you let me finish? Okay. In this, in this small room, which would normally be a smoke-filled room, this rabbit air is keeping the smoke away from us. It's pulling the smoke out and making it easy to breathe. So I would like to say thank you to rabbit air. I don't know what that machine is, but somebody <laughs> turn that shit off. No. Stop it. Yeah. No, dude, the rabbit air has been a blessing. Yes, it has. Like, I didn't, I'm going to tell you, be honest with you, because we, we, we used to do the Medify. And we love Medify. We do. I mean, they supply the air, whatever, for uh, hospitals. Mm-hmm. But rabbit air is a known cigar filter mm-hmm. and so when i reached out to them and they were like yeah man we'd love to be part of it i was like cool man what are you gonna send us well they sent us this unit and it's i don't know how much it is it's like seven eight hundred bucks but it's fucking badass super quiet dude we had six people smoking in here not uncommon for that to happen right these days. but with six people there was no smoke that's right why it was away like whoa look Look, and we got it on low, yeah, because right now we we don't want to hear the fan. we don't we we don't need to hear the noise, right? So, but so, even though you see the smoke, it's not smoky. It's it, not you, smoky you don't, right you, here. You're not smelling all this, you know? although it's a good smell. But that's because yeah. that's my ball sack. I put on some lotion. It's called Jerkins. <laughs> you know how Jerkins? Hey, thirty five dollars a gallon. And if you want to get a hundred, I mean, if you want to get five gallons, it's a hundred bucks. That's a savings right there. You got 30 minutes alone. All about the value. You better have jerkins on hand. And by on hand, I mean in your hand. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Rob's off the rails. No, but, but we, we do want to say thank you. We do want to say thank you to Rabbit Eric for providing such a, a high quality extreme quality product that's making it easiest easy for us to breathe and it's not making my eyes burn and, and i'll it's tell you super what quiet. i love it i love the rabbit air looks good on the wall you know what looks i mean what's amazing is you have this on the wall unit mm-hmm. that looks amazing it's smooth you see how smooth that smooth. front is well let me tell you something about jerkins when we back to jerkins again you apply the jerkins it's smooth all right folks you think i'm bullshitting you this is not a joke of a product we will have a link in the next show or two of the actual jerkins and you're going to want to get some if you've got 30 minutes and if you're a tpe there'll be some uh there'll be some yeah 
some jerking stickers. And I'm going to tell you right now, we didn't have the money to get that actual sticky stuff put on the back, but we found out after you use a little jerkins, they're all sticky. <laughs> you seen it? Mm, no. <laughs> Actually, I don't recall having seen it. All right, well, hey, we're going to jump thankful. into our pick six of the week. Go Let's ahead, bro. It. Okay, my turn first. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Alec Bradley, Tempest Natural. Good with coffee. Never had it. Uh, well, you should. Tempest Natural. Tempest Natural. Great okay. with coffee. Uh, I enjoyed that with some coffee, uh, actually, a couple of times. Where does that come from? From Alec Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, where's the tobacco grown? I thought you were going to know more information. No, you, you asked me to stop doing that. Oh, okay. yeah. You said this is not an educational show. I said he's making me look bad. <laughs> okay, well, never That's mind. That's not hard then. to do. All right, go ahead next. Next was, um, you know, I smoked that uh, when I first got here today, and I smoked a few of them last week. The All Saints, St. Francis. Good cigar. Thank you. Thank Mickey you for it. Peg. Mickey, Good job. Mickey, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Mickey. Oh, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey you're uh, so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind, hey, Mickey. All right, let's not do that anymore. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, okay. And the next one on my list, of course, was the El Popo. Oh. The Octopus boy. from Artisano so Tobacco. smoking right now, bro. Yep. Yep. And, oh, so am I. Yeah. Hey, guys, during the break, I broke out a couple of El Popos, and that's what we're smoking. Mm -hmm. And, dude, like, my give me two words, and you know what my words are? Silky smooth. I got nothing better than that. That's it. Silky smooth and just packed with flavor. And this is a not, great cigar. It's, it's not a light cigar at all. No, it's not. It's not even a medium. It's actually a full-bodied cigar, yes, but it is, is silky yes, smooth. Yes, it is. It's incredible. They did a great job putting these together. And Artisano Tobacco, one of the sponsors. Mm, mm, mm. That's true. Look yeah. down in the show notes. You'll have a link over to their IG. Yes. And check them out. They're they're doing some great things. They're doing if some you're great not smoke if you haven't smoked the El Popo, it's like, dude, you you when you come over to the studio, we have some, but they are like under lock and key. <laughs> like as they should. You be. don't you don't walk in like we have humidors that are like walk over, get whatever you want. Yep. And we have two humidors that are filled full of cigars that you can do that. Mm-hmm. But there's not any El Popos yep. in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we keep those. We gotta value away. you. <laughs> That's a that it's it's a fantastic cigar, and <clears throat> you know I'm sure people are tired of hearing about this. But remember in November when we were in Lubbock and Boom. we smoked that box of El Popos sitting outside of the patio at that Hampton Inn and Suites. You, me, Johnny Halfsack, Johnny Halfsack, and Tim. It was great. And the thing about it was, it was like, when you have the opportunity to be smoking cigars of that caliber mm -hmm. all night, and you do, mm -hmm. you do. Yep, you do. You smoke them. We're not here about saving shit. That's right. And you know, it's even better when you're smoking with good friends and good bourbon. Coke and blow. Oh, uh, hookers. It was none, <laughs> it was none of that on my side of the patio. Oh, sorry, sorry. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hookers and blow. I thought that's where you were going. I was not. What were you going to say? I was I was going to mention. Like, remember those tacos we got from that taco truck? <laughs> no. no. No idea about that. 
What are some other good cigars? To have an arrow. Oh, dude. I was telling somebody the other day, they were like, oh, you should go down to Miami. And I was like, if I go to Florida, I'm going to Tampa Bay, Ebor City. That's I'll be in Ebor City. I'll be in Ebor City within the next probably two months. Dude, when you go, you got to go by. I'm going to. I'm going to. Yonko would love to see you. And I mean, dude. Yeah, you got to go. You know, I've got I've got a sister in Tampa, so it's just You know they make espresso fresh and they got people rolling cigars right there in the shop. I I can't, I can't wait to get down there and see that. I've watched cigars being rolled before. Dude, my brother's in it's an Miami art. and he showed me a video of a dude rolling yeah. a cigar and he's buying them from that guy and smoking them. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. How they go for him? He loved outstanding. It. Outstanding. And I was like, I got to go to Ebor City. He's like, you got to go to Little Havana. Yeah. And I was like, I got to go to both. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting down there. I said I'll be down sometime in the next, with the, probably the next two, three months tops. I'm going to go down and I'm going to visit. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law have been in Tampa for, I want to say, for about 10 years now. I've not made it down there yet. So now that I'm retired, nice. I have some time on my hands. So I'm, I'm, I will get through there. Too much uh, time on my yeah. hands. You remember that song? I do. I do. So All I'll right. sp- spend a little time down there, and uh, and I'm definitely going to get to Ybor City and check out Tabanero Cigars. 100%. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Hey, guys, before we dive into my three cigars of the week, here is the winner, winner, chicken dinner question. Here we go. I like if you get this right, I am going to ship you a bottle of benchmark bottle and bond. I promise it's not that almost empty bottle (laughs) that he's holding up right now. Okay. But 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 uh me and Larry both are gonna sign it Mm -hmm. before we send it to you. So here is an invisible ink. The question, the trivia question. So if you listen to the show, you should know this. If you have not, you should go back and listen to their episodes. Drum roll. How many children living does my sister have? Booyah. Like, if you don't know that, you should. How many sisters do you have? I only have two sisters, but only one of them has a lot of kids. All right. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. So the sister that has a shit ton of kids, <laughs> how many kids does she have? Closest one without going over is the winner. Wins. And if you're like multiple people with the same answer that are both right, we will put you into a random drawing. And then like right before I like randomly put my hand in the air to touch it, I'll touch myself. That's what I love about this show. I never know what's going to happen until I get here. Sometimes until 30 minutes after I get here. You're like, law enforcement, I'm guilty. I'm it's free. Always, I'm free. It's always a new show. <laughs> so anyway, hey, here's my three of the week. And I'm going to tell you what. I had the uh, Cro-Magnum Maduro from Romacraft. Yes. Done. Great cigar, great blend. And it was like a 6 by 46 I'm not really sure what. Maybe it's a 6 by 48 I don't know, but it was fantastic. And then the next cigar is earlier this week. I smoked a Perdomo 30th anniversary. Can't go wrong. You know, I'm a big fan of those. And, like, if I don't know where they are, but if you got any, send me some. (laughs) And then the final cigar this week uh, is the uh, Medallion. Like, I've smoked a lot of, you know, I've smoked a lot of blacks in the last couple of weeks. And let me tell you what, that's a pretty badass cigar. I'm glad you, I'm glad you 
clarify that That statement. it was a cigar? Yeah, that you smoked a lot of blacks. I'm glad you mentioned it was a cigar. <laughs> Get out! No, no. Uh, yeah, great cigar. But when I smoked a medallion, I was like, that's why it's my number one go-to, bro. Yep. You know what I mean? If you're not smoking a medallion 6x46, don't ever tell me that you don't like a medallion. Because yeah. that cigar right there is one of the best cigars on the entire market, period. You've been talking about that cigar for a long time now. Years. And, yeah, and they don't, they, they. You ever they, been they, disappointed? They never, I was, that was, I was just about to say they never disappoint. They never disappoint. You know, the first, the first time I smoked one, wasn't a fan. Wasn't wasn't a bad cigar. Just I ah, didn't get excited about it. Then I went back a few months later and tried. And I was like, oh, where was I? What was I thinking? That's a great cigar. That's and if you cigar. pair that with Jerkins, I mean, you got a cigar in one hand, ball of Jerkins in the other. That's all that matters. I hope nobody I know is watching this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Did I do my third? Oh, yeah. Yes, you. you did. All right. All right. Just want to make sure, you know, I've had a little bit to drink. But anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. And until next time, life is short. Smoke a cigar. The clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. Tell me.